What's up, folks, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family? How are you today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking, even though you probably didn't. Anyways, I've got a brand new show for you. Hope you're ready for it. Yada, 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 yada. Sorry, I know that was annoying. I just had to come in a certain kind of way, guys. Hey, hope you're doing good. Common Chaos Podcast, Brian Kern here with another episode for you. Before we get into it, got to cover the basics. Episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fight Back CBD. You can head on over to fightbackcbd.com and get your hand on some f- phenomenal, f- f- phenomenal, just in case I need to repeat myself. Uh, s- fucking, I forgot what they what they sell. They sell CBD, obviously. It's fightbackcbd.com. You can head on over to fightbackcbd.com and save 20% on your entire order. They have 100% THC free CBD. There's a lot of letters I have to read, guys. And when I'm reading them, as fast as I am, it can get kind of tough. Anyways, they've got a 100% THC-free CBD, and they carry it in little tinctures with oil, or you can get the vapes, because we know that you like to vape your ass off. So yes, you can get 100% free, 100% THC-free, fuck, I'm never going to get over this. CBD, they have ranked rash guards for you uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners out there. They've got some pretty fun and meme-style shirts, uh, and they have brand new um, flavored uh, CBD oils. So right now I'm currently sipping on some Blue Dream and some uh, Fruity Pebbles is, I believe, what it was called. Fruity Tootie, maybe. It might have been called Fruity Tootie. I don't know. Uh, I didn't have a label on it because I got one of the first batches. So, But it was a fruit Fruity Pebbles flavor, and it was phenomenal. And then the Blue Dream flavor that they have right now is obviously like a blue raspberry, and it's really good. I drop it in my teas, drop it in my topo, uh, drink it after a workout. I'll fucking take it throughout the day if I'm just chilling. It's a great product, CBD, miracle drug, right? Helps with inflammation, uh, soreness, joints, aches, pains. Um, It says that it can also help with like stress and anxiety and inflammation, but you know, I only take it for the aches and the pains and it feels fucking great when I do. So head on over to fightbackcbd.com and save yourself 20% off on your entire order and you're going to get some cool stickers and stuff. And hey, if you're an athlete or an artist and you got something coming up, fightbackcbd will sponsor you. So head on over to the website and check out what they do for uh, their fan base and their followers. It's pretty awesome. This episode is also brought to you by Phoenix Fit. That's F-N-X-F-I-T. You can head on over to phoenixfit.com and save 15% on all supplements, equipment, and apparel that they have. Phoenix Fit is an American-based supplement company here in the good old U.S. of A. I believe they're based out of Maine. Uh, They are 100% made, manufactured, produced, and distributed here in the U.S. Uh, They do ship overseas, obviously, but all their plants, warehouses, distribution centers, everything's here in the U.S. They have some home gyms throughout the country as well that you can check out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Phoenix Fit is another company that is taking care of people around the world and for every purchase you do through phoenixfit.com they will donate a gallon of water to a family in need around the world they have already to date guys check this out donated over 350,000 gallons of water that's fucking crazy so to contribute to that and to continue to provide people with clean fresh safe drinking water head on over to phoenixfit.com buy yourself some dope apparel they just released the fall collection they've got some flannel they've got some new uh fall colored shirts some new hats I just got sent some whey protein that I'm excited to check out. They also sent me a little athlete shaker bottle. Appreciate you guys over at Phoenix Fit, hooking it up as always. And just because you're a listener of the podcast, you too will get hooked up. You can save 15% off anything you get from their website by using the promo code CHAOSFNX. That's C-H-A-O-S. 
FNX. Again, 15% off your entire order. And if you spend over $100 right now, you get free shipping. So check that out. Tell them we sent you. You'll get some free shit. <sighs> That's, that was fun, guys. That was fun. Got the reads out of the way. My guest today, I've had on the, on the uh, podcast before uh, a couple different times. He was on the first time while he was running for mayor of Austin, Texas back in 2018. And he returned again earlier this year before the pandemic hit. And we just kind of talked about what he was up to. He had uh, participated in a jiu-jitsu tournament, was uh, doing some pedicap stuff, hanging out, living the post-mayoral candidate life, uh, and had, had expressed some interest in maybe uh, jumping on the Board of Education or, or doing something else politically. And sure enough, he did. He ran for District 2 Council out here in Austin, Texas, and announced it on my show that he had withdrawn from the race as I was having him on to talk about the race but it's okay because we actually spent a whole lot of time talking about Casey Ramos who is the actual uh candidate that uh, I believe was on the ballot as it closed out because election time is over now right we're only a couple of days away from the big one uh so we spent a lot of time talking about Casey and Alex actually said that he stepped down because he knew that Casey's platform and campaign was a little bit more sufficient than his and a lot of the same ideas and a lot of the same goals so Alex said hey if I can support and not deter from the same cause and the same message then I might as well do that and, he, and that's what he did he uh he stepped aside and has let Casey take the take the spotlight on this and uh drive home the the uh, the reform that they're looking for here with the local uh, authorities, uh, drive home some transportation issues that have been addressed throughout the city, perhaps drive home a recall of the mayor here in Austin. Mayor Adler is under some attack right now from people because they think the city is... Uh, is, is a little worse for wear and you know only being here for five years going on six years I can't say that I speak from a wealth of experience on the city and what's going on with it but it's definitely changed since I've been here and I know a lot of people that are longtime Austinites and they're unhappy you know and Alex and myself both being transplants have this different perspective coming from California and New York right the best of both worlds coming here to Texas to create a be bigger and better world and, you know, it's real interesting to see this kind of landscape change, not, you know, I'm talking figuratively, but it, it, it's changing right before us. And it's, and, you know, we talk about it and how even in the short time we've been here, you know, I've been here again, six years, and I think he's going on close to 10. And there's, man, there's, there's just a lot that, that we need to listen to being members of the community here and being, you know, a part, part of the city. And it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of change that I think people are happy for and excited about, and that's good, right? We have a lot of people and a lot of companies coming out here and, and causing a stir, but with that crowd and with a lot of people that are coming out here comes a lot of change and, uh, you know, potentially a lot of obstacles that are put in the way. And, uh, Alex was experiencing that firsthand, you know, and he, tried to start big, you know, going for the mayor position. And I think that might've been something that he underestimated a little bit and he speaks to that, but he, you know, realigned and said, Hey, I'm going to tackle this, uh, where it actually matters. And that's at the local community level, right? You're, you're quick, uh, your neighbors, your, your four walls and beyond within, you know, a couple miles. And that's what he tried to do. And he teamed up with Casey and now they're, you know, looking to bring about that change. Uh, Alex has his own podcast, Combos on the Pedicab, that you can talk that you can check out. He talks about it at the end of the episode, or at the end of the uh, show. Yeah, at the end of the episode. God, I'm mumbling, guys. Sorry, it's like 9:30 at night. I worked all day. I have to get this intro out. Um, 
And he actually just interviewed Casey too. That episode popped up, I want to say, today. So after you listen to this episode, you can head on over to Alex's podcast, Convos on the Pedicab, and hear Casey Ramos and what he has to say about his potential nomination into the District Council of District 2 out here in Austin, Texas. And I'm looking to get Casey on here as well. Um, he has uh, just been brought to my attention through Alex the last couple of weeks, and to hear that Alex is going full force into supporting him, it's 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 really exciting to to see what this kid can do for for his for his city and and for the people that want to hop on board and help him make a change. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It was a fun one. We do get a little political, so if you're not into that shit, tough luck because that's what we talked about. Uh, yeah, times are changing, people. We got a couple days before. Uh, history is potentially made again four years later. So hope y'all are doing well out there. Hope y'all are staying safe. Let's see what happens. Um, go out there and cast your votes. Be, be somebody, all right? Make a difference. Make a change, depending on what you're trying to do. As always, you can find me at of Brian of Death on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at The Common Chaos commonchaos.net for all your needs don't forget to like share subscribe give it a review on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify google play wherever podcasts can be found i will be there again this is my good buddy alex stranger i hope you guys enjoy it i assure you that Yeah, pumped, pumped, woo! Here we go, baby. Mm. Alex Strenger in the house with us today. Last time you were on here, we were talking about conspiracy theories and Hillary Clinton eating babies and a bunch of other weird shit. You've been on the podcast before because you were running for mayor of this fine city, Austin, Texas. I was. And now you're back. Now, now we're back, and it, it's kind of crazy that you brought up um, a lot of that stuff about Hillary Clinton eating babies and all these conspiracies, because when you see what's happening with COVID, a complete 180. It, it seems as though a lot of these conspiracies are actually uh, coming true. Let me uh, give you all a little bit of tidbit and some background in what we mean by this. Uh, generally, I have Alex on my podcast, and we joke, and we have fun, and we laugh, and we giggle. Um, <laughs> he was on, you know, running for mayor, and this is, I think, a great segue, because you were a mayoral candidate in 2018, um, along with our, our boy Travis. And Dude, I gotta get Travis on my podcast. Travis is awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Travis that Duncan. Cool Shout fun. out to yeah. Travis Duncan. Uh, um, you know, you were, that episode, if anybody wants to go back and listen to it, I'm gonna get that for you right now, um, was number well number 53 was earlier this year in january so and me and alex were joking talking about conspiracies none the wiser to where we would be a couple months later where literally the world is confounded by just conspiracy theory well, after conspiracy theory. yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy um there the, the whole stuff about the new world order being ushered in it's not even a conspiracy anymore it's literally open record and it's open fact and you have um, people in the World Economic Forum. You have people in the in the UN. You have Prince Charles. You have um, a lot of very influential people and a lot of very uh, prestigious names. We talked to Epstein. Are, are, we talked are to Epstein talking a lot. about? Yeah, yeah. Um, are literally talking about ushering in a new world order through the Great Economic Reset. 
which happens to coincide with COVID. And also, you want to you want to um, really get weird about this. Um, what two months or three months after Epstein allegedly hung himself, now we have this virus and nobody's talking about that. Let's get there, weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that doesn't fully add up, and and you don't want to go on these like unfounded conspiratorial. Um, rabbit holes rabbit holes because that doesn't do anything we don't want to go off the rails you don't want to go off the rails but there are things that you need to think about and we all need to do a critical analysis of where do we want our where do you see the direction of this country headed where do you see the direction of the city headed and where do you see the direction of the planet being headed and if covid does anything it should really encourage um a lot more local and civic involvement within your communities because the only way that this whole New World Order stuff can ever come to fruition, the only way that globalism can ever actually um, manifest itself is when people are not involved. You're pa- s- yeah, human passivity is how you're going to create globalism. So the only way to really fight this stuff is to actually have um, is to actually be involved and have meaningful, um, productive interactions with everybody regardless of whether or not you agree with them that's the only way that you can fight this you're saying a lot yes and you're 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 doing a fucking great job of 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 introducing us to all these issues because there's a a laundry list at hand with with what we're dealing with in the year 2020 and it everything that you said is 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 accurate and to to connect all the dots back in october of 2018 episode 36 if you guys want to go listen to it Alex was running for mayor. It was a campaign that was filled with you being kicked out of a couple different city council meetings. Uh, it, it was, was one. Ca- it was only one. It okay. was a change of commerce, and then I got yep. allegedly uh, I got banned from uh, Royal Blue for an alleged incident that, that is, may or may yes. not have occurred in the restroom before I met my girlfriend, who I love very much and would never cheat on. Um, but yes, continue. Okay. Um, you know, rumors of flamethrowers building a dome. Very charismatic. Very. Uh, very elaborate but it was coming from a place of good no doubt and i think that you highlighted that in our interview we go we fast forward to january of this year which was episode 53 and we're laughing we're giggling we're talking about how uh you know what you were doing at the time was trying to highlight issues within the city a city that you love that you came to out of out of out of not wanting to i'm assuming be in new york which i also have yeah it's a here. horrible place i'd never want to go back there Cal- from california especially now dude especially now wait till the question i have for you at the yeah, end yeah, yeah. don't answer don't answer um so you know and me from california we came out here because there was opportunity and there was things we enjoyed about the city and you being a transplant recognized some issues so earlier this year we're talking about those issues and we're talking about how in hindsight you know there was some good that happened there was some bad that happened but ultimately we were in a place where uh you were reflective you were you were passionate about what was going on but you felt that maybe you weren't going to be involved i think there was maybe some talk of you getting involved on like the education board right oh school board we talked about school, school board. board yeah but yes. i wasn't that wasn't that was going to be a, the same type of like trolley type of campaign as like Correct. you know like that wasn't going to be a serious campaign and whatnot and if you also look back, I remember I was praising the city council on our last you episode yeah. because of what they did on Rainy Street. And I, I said to you specifically, there are a lot of things I criticize about our mayor and about our council members and whatnot, mm-hmm. but by closing off the street, by closing off Rainy Street on the weekends um, to motorized vehicles and only allowing golf carts and pedicab drivers, they really hit a home run in terms of congestion and in terms of... Something uh, you had a deal with. Yeah, yeah. Like, Something you they, took they, part they, in. They... they um, 
closing the, the rainy street closures on the weekends they knocked it out of the park right. when it came to that yeah. and um because of that people were asking me like hey alex you want to go uh, recall adler and you know get this guy out of office because of the homeless stuff and i was like fuck no absolutely not like you did something that was actively helping me um prosper in austin right. so why am i gonna do that why would i ever bite the hand that that feeds me i would <clears throat> never do that in yep. a million years Beautiful. um but that all changes when you shut down the economy and you close down bars you close down nightlife our nightlife you um have these covid guidelines in place and the the institutions that make up the culture of the city that that are, are the reason why a lot of people come here move here build their lives here you know austin's this place where you can really truly express who you are and be your own person without any judgment. I'm living proof of that. And when our city council is, is managing this crisis the way in which they're doing, and they're not offering any meaningful aid to these venues when um, they're prioritizing bullshit spending on like homelessness. There's another. There's a there's a city council meeting on Thursday. Apparently, uh, my buddy Teddy Brosville, Twitter personality. Um, he, you should. I'll send you his info too. Yes, this guy please is do. Ama- amazing, I'll but talk, talk the, the, the city is—they're spending twenty million dollars on revamping the Darty Art Center, and I'm like, and you mean to tell me you have no money to help uh, provide for the music venues and our bars and, and the people in our service industry? And then when you're doing stuff like that, it changes the game because now you're no longer feeding me; you're literally stopping me from eating, and you're stopping me from my ability to um, get my own food and. Um, continue to expand on and expand on the, the life that I've created for myself here. So then now it's changing the game because you're putting in policies that are hurting me and my friends, both in the service industry and in the jujitsu community. So um, you're, it's changing all of it. It changed all of it. <clears throat> Those events, everything you just said sounds like it is a downpour of of years of poor management and and frustration or, or or unaligned resources whatever it may be but it literally took six seven months for all of that to happen with covid going down right yeah but that's because and of what they faced, chose to well, do hold up, I know, sorry sorry okay. hold up real quick dude yeah. <laughs> and so with that being the case you felt the need that you had to come out and now represent again right you felt the need that you had to come out and do something about uh, at least at a local level, and you mentioned voter apathy, which is something that is very real, although you mentioned it kind of half half mentioned it, but you know, people not being involved and not really knowing what's going on at the very least on a local level <clears throat> is so detrimental to the entire idea of like, voting and being involved and having this type of system in place right you talk about that now you're actually going to try to take a step forward and represent people in a position of somewhat power right at least you're heard at least you're going to be in a position where you can be the voice of people and represent people right well well so brian i you know i dropped out of the council race right no what yeah i thought you knew this so i i, um, I brought it up in the email i sent you i was like hey, i was not paying attention ta- i i just well, it's fine. This actually is important, though, because okay. just because I dropped out of the council race doesn't mean that I'm not involved in my council race. Where's your like thing on your website? It's Nothing still on the website, but it does, it's okay. Look, let me let me explain this to you because this is there's no better time to explain this than on a podcast where you have a bunch of listeners. Okay. Oh, yes. So I'm going to explain to you why I dropped out. Cool. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you looked at my website, right? 
I've been all over it for like the last week and I'm okay. getting information. No, no, but like my, my city council and... website is, there's a lot of really good reasonable solutions to help bridge a lot of gaps and fix a lot of the problems that we're dealing with from a pretty nonpartisan standpoint of view. Right, Brian? You're correct. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like these are reasonable, good solutions. Like, um, can I ask one question? Let me finish. Did you announce that you? Yes, I announced it in a form. It was in, on KVU. Like, it was in the news. You Google Alex Stranger. It's like one okay. of the first things that you All see. Right. Okay. So I, I mean, I, I did no. Google you. And well, Google, well, maybe they're hot. Well, okay, okay, okay. But let me maybe let me explain. Let me explain to you why I dropped out. You're fine. So, um, the reason I dropped out is. Because there's another candidate in my district who is extremely similar to me, who loves a lot of my ideas, but the difference between me and him is that he has a lot of community support within that within that specific district. Um, and what's his name? His name is Casey Ramos. Okay. His name is Casey Ramos. Yeah, he was okay. He is a, uh, a former elite-level professional boxer. He was 24, 25-1. He's fought on ESPN. He gave a lot of his fight money. When you sent me him as the person that I should also look into, I thought that you were like advocating that he was somebody else as well. No. It was not no, that he was no. the person you were going no, for. Cause no, you dropped no, out. no. That is literally the person that I'm endorsing and helping okay, to try yes. to represent me because... I also looked into him. And I yes. Quite, okay. Casey's awesome. Perfect. And, and the fact of the matter is I ran because I really do think that oh, you need more people like myself in government. And Casey Ramos... Um, is literally a person like myself and you know you don't want to be elizabeth warren on super tuesday okay a and b um let's be honest man like the reason that i felt so so confident in my ability to represent district two even though i've only lived there for two years is because the first thing i would have done brian had i won which I had no chance of winning because of the demographics of the district and like how little I've lived there and the fact that I had almost I only had like six hundred dollars in campaign contributions and you need money to like put billboards up and flyers and have leaflets and do all this stuff right for campaigning, um, is that had I won though by some miracle, I was my first decision was going to be to make Casey Ramos my chief of staff and I was going to do whatever he told me. So you know th- there was another candidate within my race like me and Casey are the two most reasonable, non-divisive, practical, people-centered, grassroots candidates in the entire city of Austin, okay, Brian? But we're running against each other in the same district. And if you really care about what's going on in your community, what's going on in your area, if you really want your issues to be represented, sometimes you just have to make a sacrifice for the good of the team. And that was the decision that I chose to make, and it was the best decision I've ever made, and I'm very happy with that decision. I couldn't completely agree with you there um you know <laughs> so you didn't read my email at all <laughs> i mean i looked i looked at some stuff. Yeah. I, I saw some of the talking points but like i'm, I'm glad we brought that oh, up i'm man. like i'm sorry if that made, made I mean, it awkward I too, but i, I feel uh, like no definitely didn't make it awkward i should obviously be more on top of it but i felt you know i uh yeah no that's fine that's fine um you know but i mean it's good that you're even at least able to speak as to why you dropped out and you know no i've been very open about that i've been posting all over twitter i've been like yo vote for casey here i am helping casey win if you think about if you think about voting for me 
don't vote for Casey because a vote for Casey Ramos is literally a vote for Alex Stranger. And that's where we fall apart because I'm never on Twitter. And it's you okay. Said earlier today, we're you not don't even in the have same. Facebook. We're not even in the same district and, anyway. It well, doesn't right, matter. I, it doesn't matter. And now right. you got the podcast, and you could go on Instagram and you could share this with everybody. But dude, listen. Uh, Tim Kennedy said something, and he's like, "Never trust a man who's never been punched in the face." Correct. Well, Casey Ramos, he's been punched in the face a lot more than me. Okay. So you should trust cool. him. Yeah, definitely. That, that uh, moral native, of the story, yeah. Native, native of Austin, Austin right? native Correct. of District Two. He started nonprofits in his community with his fight purse. Wow. Okay. I mean, admirable. Very community, admirable. not commodity. And um, does he? Dove have... Springs proud to give scholarships to people in his own in his own neighborhood. And community, not commodity, is the 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 organization that's been fighting Code Next and the um, expedited gentrification in Austin. Right, which is a ridiculous problem. Yes. Um. <clears throat> So Casey, dude, this this is a promo for Casey Ramos, dude. That's that's my dude. Like that that's as somebody who drives a pedicab in Austin, like I feel so comfortable with that guy representing me. Okay. So comfortable. Like I feel more comfortable with him representing me than almost with me representing me at this point in time in my career. Okay. Fair. I mean, yeah. Makes sense. That's what you want, right? Someone that's gonna represent you and your wants and your needs. Yeah. And your 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 life. Value you exactly. as a member of the community and as a citizen of wherever you're at and whatever you're representing in yourself. But hey, I'm here, I pay forth in like taxes or I provide somewhat <clears throat> represent me and the what's good for me. And sometimes, yes, it does take other people to recognize what that good is. Right? Sometimes it is it is it, it does take somebody to to just formulate ideas and put things together a little bit better and like hey if you're full and fully i was here to fucking ha- blow smoke up your ass so hey we can now do that to casey i feel like yeah no that's a better decision have you had him on your podcast yet he's have coming on on to- thursday that that's Perfect. the goal we're gonna try cool. to get him on on thursday we, i just talked to him on the phone so we're gonna make it happen but i've been, I've been like um going to voting to polling places and helping yeah. you campaign i've been lit dropping for him like you know one of the deals that we made was that in order for me to do this, I want to be super involved with this. I don't want to just fall into the background. Which you have and have my, yeah, and your I have Your podcast been, so. has been crazy. Everything, Talk yeah. about your podcast. Well, let's do that. But I also want to explain – I want to also um, finish why the, the, the why I made this decision. Yeah. And it's because I didn't want to run for city council at all. I did not want to do this. Okay. You know, um, we said maybe I'll run for school board. I wasn't that interested in running for anything when, when we talked last time, you know. Right. If it were up to me uh, – The school board, you kind of were, right? Yeah, but I was kind of like making jokes. Like, yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, Who yeah, knows, yeah. you know. Um, but I, in, in all honesty, I really just want to ride my pedicab, do jujitsu, spend time with my girlfriend, and make rap songs about conspiracy theories. Like I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty simple man, Brian. Can we knock this um, out of the way real quick? What yeah. Is, what's his what What's his uh, stance on the police reform? Because I had I had some questions. Well, he doesn't you. want to defund. Okay. I, I mean, well, I think I think that me and him have a pretty similar I, I, idea. Um, the, the whole police stuff is that he, he grew up boxing in police athletic leagues mm-hmm. and the city's trying to cut funding for the police athletic leagues and he yeah. doesn't like that and there need to be more community policing and if you defund the police departments it decreases response time and people in the neighborhood need um, they need police and one, one of the things that Casey also mentioned was the fact that the threat of defunding and all the stuff that's happened has actually made the cops be better at their job and that he's had like friends who got like um, you know caught smoking weed and caught doing like some like you know, public drunkenness stuff, and the cops were instead of like being, uh, instead of like arresting them or being like, yeah, they they've been a lot more compassionate, they've been a lot cooler about like things that they might otherwise not have been cool about. So that that was Casey's perspective on it. Um, and I I've showed him my police plan about how they need EMT certifications and how they um, jujitsu training needs to be like a mandatory thing. And dude, this guy's an elite level pro boxer. I mean, if there's anybody who's gonna help push that in City Hall, 
Yeah, it's gonna Casey, be someone probably someone experience. like Casey who's actually fought before. Yeah, who gets yeah. it? Who gets it? Um, someone so. a professional, right? It, I mean, that's what you at least in a perfect world you hope that the systems are in place to recognize those things, right? You mm-hmm. hope that Casey can go up there and properly represent himself and his people and have these ideas and allow these ideas to be heard and shared. I have no but, doubts about that, bro. There's there was uh there's guys that there are guys at Tenth Planet who I've talked to who live in Casey's district that know Casey through martial arts and involvement in boxing and all this yeah. stuff. And I told them what I was going to do or what I was thinking about doing because me and Casey talked before that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, do that. You're not selling out your district. You're Casey's good people. This is a good de- You're making a good decision. I support this. Okay. I was probably going to vote for Casey anyway. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, thanks for telling me this because yeah. I, I ultimately just I want to do the right thing. Right. That, that's really the that, that's, you know, the, the, this whole especially with this COVID stuff and the shutdowns and all the civil unrest. This is beyond personal recognition. This is about literally saving Austin and saving this country. Right. And, and you have to do your part in, in whatever capacity there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's a weird time because I feel like you're speaking the words that everybody wants to say right now. And yet there's such a definitive line of who thinks who is right. And if the other one is, you said it on the phone, and I I have it down, and I guess we'll talk about it. Um, what the fuck do you think is gonna happen, man? <laughs> on November on November third, what do you think is gonna be the the uh, culmination of four years of just <laughs> a lot of weird shit, a lot of a lot of weird shit, and on the heels of the fucking craziest year of all time, no doubt. I've been calling. Uh, been calling this the season of earth 2020 right obviously and it's literally the craziest season of all time what the fuck literally eight fucking 10 months ago we were sitting here fucking cracking jokes and shit was good and then you know now we're i don't want to think that shit is gonna go crazy and i don't want to think that shit's gonna hit the fan but people are literally talking about shit hitting the fan on november 3rd and how it could really go crazy let me actually fill you in here the alex jones uh person that i said that is kind of what's his name uh let me get that for you let me get that for you but listen hey real quick along that same line there's somebody that is in charge of campaign funding right for local politicians and they're basically being told within their little roosts that uh to bunker down in case shit does get crazy november 3rd like they should probably stock up and just be ready because it could be like another uh covid type situation or another fucking george floyd type situation where people take to the streets and it gets kind of crazy so at at a level with the the people in the know are being warned hey there could be some crazy shit happening, and I think that that's in the air a little bit more than usual. Sure. Right? Wouldn't you agree? Sure. And I, think I mean, that I've, bought, kind of, I've, I've, uh, just, listen, I, <laughs> you want to go shooting? I bought, no, yeah, <laughs> like, I've, I bought, I bought an AR, I've, have, I bought a decent amount of bullets. You Nothing, like, super crazy, but I have, like, mm-hmm. you know, I have some ammo, I feel like I'm semi-prepared. Um, but let, let's, let's put this into context, okay? Um... Let's say Donald Trump comes home with a W, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which it's it's very possible. It's possible that Donald Trump can take it. I believe that that's what's going to happen. If I'm saying it out loud, I honestly think that's what's going to happen. And I, I think and I I'm, think so. Okay, okay. It's so, not weird saying it. No, it's not. Four weird. years into I, it, I it's not weird. Here's but I do think that's what's going to happen. Here's um, here's here's my take on this. Right. So mm. the the first couple of days, I was like, oh, dude, 
Biden's taking it. Because you saw the early voting numbers in Texas and whatnot and in a lot of these swing states, right? And generally, people who go vote early in droves are Democrats. And a big reason why Trump won last time is because a lot of people on the left didn't vote because of how disappointed they were with Hillary Clinton and what happened with Bernie Sanders and whatnot. And while there's no enthusiasm for Joe Biden, the hatred that people have for Donald Trump is um, there's a very real possibility that hatred for Trump could outweigh the lack of enthusiasm for Joe Biden. That's the entire emphasis behind blue no matter who that's is the hatred right. for trump will get no matter who the representative no matter on who, the other no side matter who, is but that, that's very dangerous that is very, very dangerous. dangerous very dangerous that's extremely dangerous very fucking dangerous um, and a very stupid that's thing. very dangerous but it <laughs> might work stupid. it might work considering all those early that's voting the numbers. entire idea but 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 <laughs> yeah. if you've been looking at the um the so if you can go on the travis county website and look at the polls mm-hmm. and depending on the color um, of the polling location it determines the wait time and these past few days, the color's been green for the most part, meaning that it's not, I don't think there's as many people that are like really voting early after the first couple of days, even though they're trying to make it seem like a whole bunch of people have been. The, the places where the longest lines are in like more conservative districts now. And you also have like Bell County and Williamson County and like um, counties up like in North Texas and in like, like Trump types of cities that also have record numbers of voter turnout. And then you see what happened with like Hunter Biden's laptop and you see the rallies that Trump's having in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. And you see um, how Biden kind of um, look when, when you watch the debates of Trump and Biden. He's fucking so lost. Well, dude. well, you just really see he's Biden's so ineptitude. Lost. So whatever lack of enthusiasm there is for Biden, it's only going to keep getting compounded. And another person that I follow, too, on Twitter, you know who Kyle Kalinske is? I do know who Kyle is. I love that guy, actually. He's one of the few left-wing... Him and Jimmy Dore are, like, the um, few left-wing journalists that I really, like, love and respect, even though there's some things we disagree on. But I think those are, like, really cool people who are who try to be honest and have, like, real integrity with how they report things. Um, it's my and, levels I'm adjusting to tonight. No, it's no, me. it's fine. So, um, if you if you notice, like what Kyle's been saying on Twitter, it's been he's been more and more and more disenfranchised with the left um, than he has been in the past like week or so. I think that's so the... so so. Um, when you see that, you're like, ah, maybe Trump is gonna take it because I think that like Biden got his Biden got his like early um, head start and all his steam and in the like first few days of this election but there's a very po- real possibility that joe biden may have blown his load a little bit so does that make sense yes what you said exactly that makes sense in the spectrum or in the context of of having the presidential election be trump biden yes but, and but that's, let's but, let's talk more about um what's gonna happen after well hold on real quick because i want to go back to previous that right to to pre uh biden being the nominee and that being the, the 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 race, those two, right? When it was Warren and Bernie and and Yang and, and Gabbard, yeah, yeah, okay, G- Gabbard Max, right? There was a hint of oh hey, they're already gonna oust who they don't want there, right? Because they were talking shit about each other, they were going back and forth, they were that. That's when I said, hey, does nobody recognize 
the exact same shit that happened, you're going to create a stir on the other side to where anybody that was really bought into getting Trump out and getting him replaced is going to not have buy-in anymore because they're going to see the exact same shit because you're not... The people that are going to vote are going to vote regardless, regardless of the fuckery that's being done. The people that were maybe on the fence about voting are going to vote on the on the ideal that their vote is going to matter and it's going to count and it's going to be represented properly. Yeah, but they're and it's using gonna... COVID to... Listen. Okay, sure. And when you blatantly see somebody getting fucked out of a out of a, a, a rightful spot, regardless of views, multiple people fucked. They were deliberately sabotaging Gabbard, Bernie, Yang, several people within the, the DNC campaign itself, within how they were, how they were uh, circulating, whatever, advertising, whatever it may be. And to me, that's like, okay, you guys are doing the exact same shit. The writing's on the wall. Those of us that are involved are going to see that. And we're still going to be involved and vote and do whatever. The people that were on the fence about it are going to be just irritated by the whole scheme and not vote again. Well, so you can't support that kind of institution. No, absolutely not. But that's when I went, hey, Trump, nobody sees this going back to him. Nobody sees that the fuckery isn't going to support this side anymore. It's going to go to the Trump side. That's when I was like, hey, Trump is coming back. Dude, I'll be really honest with you. Um, And what you said emphasizes that. Not only was he coming back before Bernie was or before Biden was even the candidate, he is now really coming back because Biden's dug himself in a deeper hole. Is my point. Well, I thought that Biden was actually going to win. Um, Maybe I thought Biden was actually going to win. But I mean, like, the first no. couple days, Brian, the first couple of days of early voting made me think like, dude, Biden might win. And this lines, is, this there is were hard. lines. No, but the the early voting numbers and the fact that that many people were voting early was changing the narrative. Because there was no voter apathy if you're getting record numbers of people that are voting early. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that was what I what, what I was um I'm saying that what you said, yes, doubles down that Biden is, is that it is gonna be leaning more towards Trump. I think it will be. Um I also think that people might be underestimating how many people are going to vote for Trump because of this stuff. Because exactly. dude, I'll that be was on- my that was dude, my yeah, point. I'll be honest with you, man, like your point and my point collide. No, no, listen listen, dude, at the risk of, you know, losing friends and fans, I'm gonna be really honest, man. Like, I fucking voted for Trump. Wow. Dude, yeah, like I like after after what happened and after what happened with like um with 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 with, with how the DNC has been operating and after like I saw what they did to Bernie Sanders t- twice in a row, I don't want that institution um that that institution needs to be burnt out of existence. Yeah. And after what happened um and after I saw what what they what they did and how they've been um, propping up a, a candidate who has visible signs of um, dementia and is literally the least qualified and least electable person to represent the actual dies of the Democratic Party. You have no choice. So yeah, dude. Like after like seeing all of the stuff that happened and seeing how Bernie got fucked out of this election on two times in a row. I got really angry and I voted for Donald Trump. That's my point. My yes. And, and I'm not the only person like me who's a registered Democrat that said fuck this, I'm voting for Trump, I don't care. No. Does that make does that make sense at all? Like Absolutely. You're not the only person I knew that did that. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's that's why I don't I don't want it to be I think there's a lot of people that hear that and go how fucking could you? How could and I go, okay, first of all, you can't be mad at that decision. 
you can't be mad at that decision when the one that you're supporting is like the definition of corruption and everything that we're supposed to and i say we are people supposed to uh not have like we're not supposed to endure that there's a reason that the the fuck i don't want to go down this rabbit hole no, but i had, I had it asterisk but there's a con okay i'm i'm afraid for censorship me, I'm being, so me, no, me being a journalist dude same here same here and I, so when you when you blatantly see this plan and i don't want to be new world order plan i don't want to be that deep but when you see this very blatant hey we're just going to do whatever it takes to have our ideas and our 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 uh our fucking way of business our way of doing business being the only way of doing business and it's going to be very blatant because we know what's right and we're talking about we talked about it at the beginning of this sometimes it takes trusting someone to know to do what's going to right do what's going to be right by you and whoever's in the community right and in this situation whoever's in your country they are so convinced that they know what is right and that they are going to have a better solution than what trump has been over the last four years and no matter what it's a better answer and they give us joe fucking biden who can barely keep sentences together who sniffs can... little kids he sniffs little fucking kids dude and then when you criticize him um he yells and just starts screaming at you and and like talks at you instead of talking to you this guy is horrible it's just it's it, like you how do you take any of that with respect if i was an employee of that i'm a citizen of the country as a citizen i go how what the fuck is this what the fuck but hey, had they done it to Bernie, had they done it or with Bernie as the representative, had they done it with Tulsi as the representative, had they done it with maybe even fucking uh, maybe even with fucking Kamala Harris as the representative, you'd probably get a shit ton of more people voting. You went with the most inept fucking delusional person that you could possibly go. Yeah. With. So that and then the Democrats, they say this is the most important election in our country's history. And I'm like, really? If this was so important, why did you appoint and select Joe Biden to represent you if it was that important? Did you not listen to the fucking people who wanted Andrew Yang and fucking Bernie Sanders and wanted somebody different Bernie Sanders, and somebody better? Bernie Sanders packed stadiums. And Joe Biden could not pack a high school gymnasium. And what did the, the DNC decide to do? Fuck they us. Just, well, they decided in the gymnasium. To, they, like a sick yeah, high school principal. <laughs> Joe Biden is probably that principal. <laughs> and it's at an elementary. And it's at an elementary school too. Um, so let, 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 let me let me um, go off on this, right? Yes. And so um, I am in. Let so, me say this. Like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Like five okay. neoliberal candidates. What what was it? Klobuchar, uh, Mayor Pete. Um, well, Beto um, didn't. He dropped out earlier. But we're gonna say Beto. Um, Beto fought real hard until they were like, "Hey, Beto. there's somebody better." No, no, and he was Beto, like, "Okay, guys." No, no. Beto is Beto's a, a, a chump and a sellout. Beto's a, a ne Beto's a neoliberal um, puppet who pretends to be a progressive in order to trick people into voting for neoliberalism. Beto is Beto okay. Is that was intense. Yeah, Beto is horrible. So there's Beto. Um, so Mayor Pete. There was Mayor Pete. There was Klobuchar, there was Beto, there was, um, who else dropped out? There's Bloomberg, right? So four candidates right off the bat that I could think of that um, dropped out of the election, either dropped out and or endorsed Joe Biden on the eve of Super Tuesday, when if those candidates had stayed in the race, Bernie Sanders would be the Democratic nominee for president. And so there was literally like a pre-planned, coordinated effort 
to sabotage anybody who actually represented the values of the Democratic Party. And then Elizabeth Warren had a chance to also drop out because there was no way that she was going to win. And we all knew the numbers. And she chose to stay in that race and take votes away from Bernie Sanders. Um, and now here we are with these two choices that are not and if good you for think, the country. If you think this sounds familiar, people, it happened in 2016. If you think it sounds even more familiar, no, it's going con- to continue to happen so, for yeah, them every and, and four years. Vote, and this is why you cannot vote for these people anymore. This is literally <laughs> why years. you can't vote Democrat. At this point in time, voting Democrat is like um, voluntarily choosing to stay in an abusive relationship. And you should rec- you got to recognize the pattern and you got to walk away and you got to say goodbye and you got to find a better solution that will actually represent people can we acknowledge that they they just they 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 got weird like two years ago they got real weird and i'm this is what i was gonna say a second ago i'm in no way by any means endorsing trump no no i'm not i mean and 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 then just because i just well, I, I mean, vote, well, I voted for him because he's a better choice. <laughs> like, he's a less horrible candidate of the two. And um, at least with Donald Trump, well, let's talk about this, right? At least with Donald Trump, well, here, let me, let you're me, free to criticize. You can criticize finish. the president and actually be an activist. With Joe Biden, anytime you criticize somebody like Joe Biden, just like it was with Obama, if you started criticizing him um, from a meaningful stance, people would just gaslight you. They would call you a Republican. They would silence you. They would censor you. People would attack you. And then anytime the Obama administration would do something where they put kids in cages or they would pollute water supplies or do things that complete or, or start foreign wars or expedite foreign wars. Um, nobody said anything at all. And at least with Trump, he's hard. he'll do bad stuff like that. But at least you have the license and the encouragement to criticize him and bring these issues to light. So that's four See, years from now, that- four years from now, um, the Democrats can have another chance of actually getting a candidate who will genuinely, genuinely see, represent working and middle class people. See, that's where I think it's ass backwards, my guy. And here's where, okay, we're we're openly acknowledging that Trump does bad things and is a bad dude. And let me go <laughs> on record and say that, you know, not everything. Trump is a perfect representation of what the like country allows you to be a person with literally no fucking wherewithal about anything other than their own self and you can be president he is not a good representation of a leader but he that's not- also like that's also encouraging like that, that makes me, me feel finish. like i can do anything yes okay but let me finish to this thing not a good representation of a leader not a good representation of a world power right on a on several levels and yet he perfectly embodies what you could do you could literally just be a businessman or somebody with a little bit of gusto about you and you can run the free world now (laughs) since that has happened in real life since that has happened in real life and we all sat back i think everybody even if you're a current trump supporter like someone like yourself that was converted or someone or or some racist bigot that really does love Trump and thinks that he is the second coming of Jesus. Regardless of what category you fall in, I think that there was a a brief second where we all sat back and go, is this dude really the fucking president of the United States? And then we went with it. Whatever, however we felt immediately after, however it made us feel inside and what our brain said immediately after, we went with it and we went with it pretty hard. Now, 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 
I'm not. Oh, hold on. Hold on. He now is I'm not gonna... necessarily the right choice in this situation, but you're correct in saying that yes, voting for him is voting for the idea of like this democracy or this democratic republic whatever you want to call it this thing that we have that is known as the fucking presidential election every four years where we get to pick somebody this is the only way that it could potentially not become this corrupt fucking thing is if we keep this dude in his position where ironically ironically who the fuck was not paying attention? Like, who the fuck did not raise the red flag and go, hey, guys, we all thought it was bad fucking four years ago. Hold up. Now we have to go with this motherfucker un- unless you guys wanted to burn to the fucking ground and, like, fucking wave this gigantic flag because it's literally a match fucking strike away from burning to the ground. Yeah. So that, that's and what, it could happen. So that, that's what I want to say is, like, I'm not a, I'm not a Trump supporter, Brian. Um, I bit the bullet and voted for him for the good of this country. What about if, people that vote for that vote third party? That's fine. You that's have every right. Do. You have every right to. That's what you I have do. every right to vote for for a third party. And I voted for uh, I voted third party in uh, 2016. Sorry. And um, but did you get I, hate for it? I got hate. No, I did. Nobody gave me shit. I'm like I voted for a third party. I'm not voting for Hillary. I have every right to choose. That's, who I want that's to vote our for. right as a fucking citizen. Yeah. Um. But, Case in point, Donald fucking Trump. Y'all wanted it. But at the same time, though, it's like if I if somebody put even in 2016, if somebody pointed a gun to my head and told me that I had to choose between Trump and Hillary, I would have probably still chosen Trump. So me voting for a third party probably took a vote away from Trump. And a lot of people don't really realize. Yeah, a lot of people don't even realize that. Um, Uh, You think it took it away from Trump? Yeah, for me. Like, I I would never vote for Hillary. I'd rather like dog shit. I would rather like dog shit off the bottom of your shoe than vote for Hillary Clinton. Wow, and I would rather, uh, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm gonna even go further with this. I would rather lick dog shit off the bottom of your shoe than have the possibility of Joe Biden representing me. The idea of a Joe Biden presidency, especially um, in light of the fact that all these Democratic um, mayors and governors were um, imposing these lockdowns with no plans as to how to like help the small businesses that were. Um, affected by them and the fact that there was a completely conflicting narrative regarding um when it came to the protests regarding covid about gathering in large groups um you cannot trust these people at all it it, it's so obvious that there is an agenda at play here um and covid and racial tension is being weaponized to promote an agenda that does not help people like you and me and it does not help middle class people it doesn't help working class people it doesn't help small business owners the only um people that this agenda helps are the very rich and the very very poor what makes you think because you said does that make sense brian absolutely you're right i'm agreeing with you what makes you think because you said a second ago that if trump wins it gives the democrats a chance again in four years right i'm in the camp that that entire system, the entire system of how we go about nominating these fucking representatives on either side, they're rigged. We've seen how they're now rigged. Well, y- you're going to have to learn from, like, after making that mistake twice in a row and realizing that the voters aren't buying it, you either A, have to do something about it to fix it. Which you B, do by getting involved in right, voting. Right, right, right. B, you might actually create a third in four years. 
you might actually create a viable third-party option that can change the game. Or C, you're going to actually start getting a new breed of Republican that represents the more socially liberal values of the Democratic Party, like... You know, like, like like people like myself or people maybe like you or something that are going to feel Offset, more right. included by the Republican Party. So now the Republican Party is going to be more pro-weed. They're going to be more like pro-gay marriage. They're going to be more like sexually open. They're not going right. to be the religious right. right party of 2004 because people have just walked away from clown world democratic policy. So right. the Republican Party, they're, they'll have like a Ron DeSantis. Clown world democratic yeah. policies. Yes, I love they'll, they'll have the Republican Party, um, if, the Democrat, if the Democrats don't get their act together... Four years from now, the Republican Party will have a Ron DeSantis representing them or a Christy Nome or a Ron Paul type of guy um, who's in charge. I mean, not Ron Paul himself because he's super old, but you'll have those like that will be the future of the Republican Party, which will be a much more um, creative, outside the box, libertarian type of viewpoint, which I think is what we need. Does that make sense? That does. That makes yeah. sense. Yes. Uh, now, what happens? Let's say Biden wins and dies. And we get fucking homegirl. We get Kamala Harris running the country. Now, what's the difference in, hey, potentially Trump wins and in four years, maybe a good Democrat or maybe a revamping of the Democratic system or the DNC or however that whole thing goes about. Maybe there's a revamping there. But if not, you know, maybe we're just left with another bullshit Democratic representative. And Um, then it's another, you know, and then we go Republic. Prison stocks went up 5% the day that Kamala got nominated. Yeah, because she was fucking putting single mothers in prison. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, like, like, why would you <laughs> want somebody like that representing you? And then the the one of the the she, I, when Michael Bloomberg uh, dropped out, you know what the first thing he did was? He donated over three hundred million dollars to the DNC. Um, this this was the guy who I was mean, known was for stop for Mister Stop and Frisk. He stopped and frisked black people and threw black people in jail for no reason um, other than for police to fill ticket quotas. Now he's the face and the spokesperson of the DNC. I mean, ticket quotas are an issue, fucking regardless. But the fact that that he he was he was a very apparent. I'm only getting in here to deter people. Like, come on. He was he, the idea that another businessman's going to go against the. Nobody wants to see that, bro. Nobody wants to see the businessman versus the businessman. But what he, did, what he did do is the people that did buy into the cracking down on crime and the law and order and the fucking. Hey, he he turned a city around at least from a fucking economic perspective. He did. Right? That was Giuliani. That was Giuliani anyway. That Giuliani was- did it, but Bloomberg took a lot of the credit because post doing the stop and frisk and post the crime reduction, they were really moving into the gentrification. That's a whole big my fucking fiance. That's how the whole trust. I know the. It, yeah. <laughs> So Bloomberg Bloomberg carried over a lot of that success because a lot of the crackdown on crime and a lot of the reduction in crime rate was a, was his right because he brought upon the whole stop and frisk. No, he was, that was Giuliani. That was Giuliani. Bloomberg was just a fucking asshole who just was doing a bunch of racist shit. Like New York was safe. Prior he was credited. To stop. He, he was credited with a very good portion of like making the city prosperous was he that was i thought that was giuliani i mean giuliani was credited with turning the city around but Dude, i mean that was like fair that was you, you know post nine you want to know something that's crazy too about giuliani is that giuliani is now not even seen as a credible source with this whole hunter biden stuff everyone's like oh giuliani you can't trust giuliani he was like, on tv talking listen, about turning it in like listen, people call listen, it fake listen. news when he mayor mayor giuliani brought down the mob in new york you know i mean I, is that a good thing yeah, he brought down the mafia. Like, you want to talk about credibility? That guy took down John. G- ah, that guy took down John Gotti. Okay. Um, and to be honest, man, like I grew up taking the subway in New York to have to go to school and whatnot. You did fucking live in New York. Man. Yeah, like I felt a lot. Like, dude, um, I felt relatively safe taking the subway in New York City 
not knowing any jujitsu, not knowing how to fight at all back then, um, as a result of Giuliani being mayor. Like, if I had to take the subway pre-Giuliani back when I was in high school, that would have been a different fucking ballgame, man. So, maybe I mean, Giuliani, when were you in You were in high school? I mean, Giuliani got out, what, 2002, right? 2001? Yeah, I was in high school. Too, yeah, I was in high school. How old are you? 34. 2000 to 2004, right, okay. I was in high school, right? But right. if I was, like, in high school, like, David Dinkins being mayor and whatnot, you know what I mean? It would have changed. That would have been a whole different... Um, would have been different, man. I mean... Well, yeah. So you're it, saying it, that it was safer with Giuliani? Yeah, like Giuliani did a really good job. Uh, there were certain things that, that that were bad about him, and he did like a lot of people did get arrested for like stupid bullshit things, and there was a lot of like uh, profiling, and there was right, a lot of had... stuff that was really bad. But from a safety standpoint, like New York got a lot safer as a result of Giuliani being mayor. And then when 9/11 happened, dude, that guy rallied the city like nobody else could have done after right. 9/11. Right. But I mean, he went out like fucking t- right after, right? Yeah. Didn't and- he leave in like 2002? So the entire like New York City post 9-11 was considered Bloomberg, was he? Was it not? Yeah, but Giuliani set the tone. Giuliani set the tone, but the tone, who gets he, the credit for it? That's my point. Is like fine, the, maybe, but Giuliani, the, people Bloomberg comes in with the credit with the credit of like, oh, hey, I saved a city. And that was my point. He strictly came in to just get the people an idea of a savior oh i'm gonna yeah, come in I i'm never, gonna beat this guy a fellow businessman a fellow person that can turn a city around because that's what he was credited I don't think he with beat giuliani doing. though i think giuliani just was done with it i didn't say he beat giuliani but he got credit for it was my point he got credit for the turning around of the city i never even heard that was his I, whole campaign his whole well, campaign never, was that he prov- yeah but I, I that that never even came into my head until you literally just brought that up 10 seconds ago i mean i felt that way i felt that way from seeing his campaign his campaign was a shtick that I'm just going to battle Trump. I'm going to be a, a better version of Trump because because he's on the Democratic side. But that's all he is. He's just a fucking businessman turned politician. And his whole thing was that he was able to turn the city around and make it. That so was his entire campaign. With, he was with, a hero. He was me, he could me, have been in a Captain America cap and it would have fucking fit great. Okay, let me let me let me let me let me, let me explain something to you before we go. On and to this. me, that Ryan, just seemed shticky. Ryan, let me explain something to you about Giuliani and about um, Bloomberg. Okay, yeah. so um, Giuliani made new york safer okay? okay yeah bloomberg made new york gentrified and killed the character of new york i'm not disagreeing that's what happened i'm telling you as person. somebody who lived in new york during both of their mayorships mm-hmm. this is what happened giuliani made new york safe and bloomberg took that and killed the character of New York City. New York City made it be, into what it is today. Or it's a corporate. It's it's a corporate artsy fartsy. No, it's not even artsy. New York pre-COVID is a neoliberal corporatized caricature of itself. Yeah. Okay. Good way of putting it. A character of itself. It's a caricature, dude. That that's what it is, man. It's like New York City has people. These little trust fund kids from like the Midwest. Who've never pretending to be artsy fartsy, yeah, pretending yeah, exactly. to be paying two thousand dollars for a, a month to live to live in a lot to live in a five bedroom fucking shithole next to a housing project, feeling yep. they're edgy and gritty and bohemian, yep. and they have no idea what real adversity is, and that that's what happened under Bloomberg. You, so, someone that is actually involved, someone that actually pays attention and understands living conditions and how it affects people that live in those types of communities, right? You pay attention to that. The normal person, in my opinion, or the person that I guess just isn't involved to this degree, doesn't pay attention to that. They don't see that. They see somebody on the Democratic side, Trump side bad, blue, red side bad, blue side good. They see someone that 
fucking helped a city rise from the ashes of 9-11 and helped it become something that's desirable because people do want to go there and spend $2,000 on a fucking loft. Not anymore. Exactly. My not point. anymore, Exactly. Not and that's anymore. not, that's not the, it's like a, not a delusion of grandeur, but it's like this false dream, right? That's not what was fun because yeah, you are pushing a lot of impoverished, you know, inner city communities completely out. You're completely disabandoning them for these high property rates and these fucking, this illusion of what's going to be the fucking next big thing post 9-11. It's a community of love. It's a community of prosperity. And in reality, yeah, it did affect a lot of people's lives negatively. But what did they do? They took this guy and they put him on a fucking platform as a contender to run the fucking country against a guy that nobody put that guy on any platform. That guy has he came in of, hot, son. That he guy came in has, real that hot. That guy's a multi-billionaire. When you have that kind of money, you could put yourself. You can put yourself on whatever platform you want. That guy did that all by himself. That that guy put himself in that platform because he um, is an egomaniac, right? And he has a ton of money to substantiate his ego. And he said, you know what? I want to run the Democratic Party. And I'm going to run for president because I can. Was fucking, that was him flexing. That was that was Bloomberg. The fact flexing. that they supported it. The fact that they supported it was that because was, he paid them. He's a type of kid. Michael Bloomberg is a type of kid in high school who pays people to be his friend. Yeah, that's the that, corruption. That's, that's, that's the who point. Michael Bloomberg is. But in, let's, literally anybody can go right, in and Brian, take steam away. Brian, let's 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 back up because we lost topic with what's going to happen after the election. Oh, yeah. We we completely we talked I about. I think a bunch we're agreeing on a lot of things too. We're, we're agreeing on a ton. But let, let's talk about what's going to happen. Different, all right. Different intensities. So let's say um, Trump comes home with the W. Uh, let's say Trump again, comes home with the W. Okay, but let's say that happens. All right. Trump has four more years to um, be president after coming home with the win, mm-hmm. okay? And because he has four more years to be president, he's going to have a lot more authority that he can use as a result versus um, not really being 100% sure about how he can use his authority in an election year. So that being said, if these riots start happening again, which they probably will if Trump gets reelected, um... Trump is a lot more likely to utilize the Insurrection Act. Um, Can you explain that? The Insurrection Act allows a uh, president to use the United States military to um, stop riots from happening if they are a threat to national security. Okay. And after what we saw with the BLM stuff, and granted, there's a lot of like systematic racism involved, and we got to fix all that stuff, and we need to bridge gaps, and we need actionable solutions to make more people feel included and able to participate in our system effectively we, we should be doing that immediately and do that now so that um this doesn't happen again but in the meantime while we while we um figure out how to do that considering how inept our government is you're going to see a lot more rioting you're going to see a lot of violence possibly um taking place um and you're going to also see a president who if he gets reelected will be a lot more comfortable using the Insurrection Act and deploying the U.S. military. And our governors, especially in conservative states like Texas, will be more um, likely to deploy the National Guard and deploy state uh, police and troopers to help uh, calm this down. So it might not even be as horrible because we're going to have more resources at our disposal. I don't think it's going to be crazy. No, but we're going to have more resources at our disposal to um, stop this stuff from happening. I was downtown when Garrett Foster got shot. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that was the one off 6th Street, right? It was off 4th Street in Congress. But, you know, you're close. You're uh, close. Not the one last year, then. I'm it thinking of the one... It was this past year. This past year. Okay, then. No, it was okay. not on 6th Street. It was off 4th Street. But yeah. Dude I got think we're shot. Dude yeah. got shot, right? And personally, I think he was murdered. And I was talking to... I had a guest on my show. I had a guy from InfoWars. 
and I was telling him, I'm like, dude, that was fucking murder. I really think it was. There's a possibility that it wasn't, but if you really, you know, examine the details behind it, um, the protesters all told me that 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 guy tried to run them over, and um, then he pulled out a gun and he shot them. And you know, maybe Garrett put, pointed a gun at the guy. He probably did, but but You're but but but, but yeah, I know but mean. but the fact is, you if somebody thinks that they're gonna, if you think that some maniac with a car tried to hit your quadriplegic wife, quad quad amputee wife, you're going to do what you got to do to protect her. So that just wound up being a byproduct. I realize you were talking um, about that situation. I thought you were talking about the guy on like 6th Street, but you're talking no. about in the protest. So, 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 so but let, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. So um, that being said, a week after Garrett Foster died, right? Um, there were a ton of protests like that next week. There were a bunch of these Garrett uh, Foster kids. They were pissed and they were protesting. And they have every right to because their boy got shot. And I've, I've interacted with those guys. And I've, I have difference of opinions with, with them. But they've always been nice kids to me. They've always been very nice people. Like those, those are cool people. They're, they're, they have different ideas about how to do things. But they're respectful. They, ha- they're, they just disagree with me. But they're good people um, from my personal interactions. But that being said, um, I went off topic for a bit. That being said, um, there were um, that next week, there were a bunch of, there were a ton of uh, APD officers. There were a ton of state troopers, mm-hmm. and there were also a ton of like militia guys. There were like the three percenters and a bunch of Texas militia guys that came to Austin with their AK-47s and their AR-15s that were patrolling the streets to make sure shit didn't get out of hand. And you know what mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. Nothing got out of hand. I think we're speaking the same message. I don't want to keep going at each other because I right, feel no, like we're, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. I think because there's not a, you know. I think it can maybe seem that way, right? I don't think so. And so, okay, cool. I think it's cool. I'm, I'm, I feel great. Like, I think this is, this is awesome. That we're, we're, we're both excited about, like, trying to, like, get our points across. And we both have the same points, but we just want to talk so we, for, we don't forget what we're saying, you know? That can be true. Uh, so, I didn't know that... Did, so, you you had spoken with Garrett Foster? Not not Garrett Foster himself, but, like, the people in his group. Uh, like, those guys are cool people. Okay. When you say... And this is just for my, like, follow-up question. When you say cool people, and then... Because a second ago, you said... They have different ideas, right? Different things. And that's what I think we're coming down to is we're coming down to there's that that people are blurring that cool people line. They're refusing to actually speak with people on like a one-to-one basis and a personal level. And they're just worrying about what side they're on, right? Yeah. What ideas they follow. And I think that that's what is, is, is causing a lot of these issues and a lot of these conflicts. But to that same degree, I don't think that there's a... This whole thing is based off ideas. Dude, I gotta tell you a story. And eventually, the Let me tell you a story. The, the the opposition of ideas Bro, is what's I, gonna eventually trigger them to not be cool people anymore. Maybe, but can I tell you a story? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, 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 I just feel it. like I have a point. No, I'm go, to... go. Tell your point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go, go. Share, share with the class, Brian. I fucking even forgot where we were at because ah! we were talking about it getting crazy afterwards. I wanted to go back to that. We're talking. I don't think it's gonna get that crazy. And you're talking about the insurrection act and. You know, I think that I don't think it will either, but I'm saying if it does, there's more resources at our disposal. What I'm afraid of, though, is post this, right? Let's say Trump does win. What I'm afraid is we already see how fucking slanted the media is. If we're talking about censorship a second ago and being concerned about that, if we see a Trump victory, there is a very well we could see a complete like shutdown of media and information, which is a scary fucking thought. We already see, you know, independent companies going out of their way to censor 
on a on a fucking like ridiculous scale at this point. Over the last couple of years, it's been since Alex Jones probably got taken off of Twitter. It's been fucking ridiculous. Dude, I, they've purged my, uh, Reddit. They've purged listen, fucking Twitter. They purged Ryan, so many. My fucking... Instagram has no. I have almost no views on my Instagram uh, with the videos of my stories. You think you're shadow banned? Yes. <laughs> I agree. Okay, yeah, no, I was. I wouldn't I, be surprised. I thought I was shadow banned for, for like a. It's easy to get shadow banned from what I've read. Really yeah. easy. You just got to put, like, if you do hashtag OnlyFans on Instagram, you're, like, shadow banned for, like, a week. I uh, hashtag InfoWars because I had a guy from InfoWars on my podcast. And we were, ta- and we were like, talking about how eminent, using eminent domain for an Great, oil company bro, is bad. you're blacklisted, so I'm going to get blacklisted now because you're blacklisted? Who knows, man? Fuck, dude. Hashtag but, InfoWars. Dude, yeah, it's, um, it, it's a weird thing. And the, the fact of the matter, but that, that's what the problem is, is that, when you shadow ban people for using certain hashtags, there might be like common ground to like solve problems and people aren't going to be able to actually see those solutions because of uh, cancel culture and shadow banning. And that's what's that. That's a problem that needs to be fixed. You know what I mean? Like when I was talking to the guy from uh, when I, when I talked to John Bound, cause that, that's the guy who had a, he was an independent uh, contractor for the company for Alex Jones. And both of us moving, were, moving closer, both sorry. of us were talking about how, um, you need to teach financial education in schools, especially yeah. in communities of colors, to in community of color to help bridge the uh, the wealth gap. We were both agreeing on that. We both agreed about how overly how fracking your lakes was bad. You know, we we both um, agreed on the fact that racism is a disease. You know, we we both agreed on the fact that there is um, corporate bias in mainstream news. Like we were both agreeing on things that I would agree with a progressive about. And if you're going to shadow ban that, you're preventing people from understanding how much people have in common with each other that's productive and progressive and good for society. And that's why this is so dangerous. Did you say racism is a disease? Yeah. That is fucking... Elaborate on that because well, I'm thinking about it. I didn't even say it, that. It like... was the guy from InfoWars. It's a disease. Whoa. What? Yeah. John Bowden, like in our episode, like there was a segment where he's like, dude, racism is a disease. He said that. A guy from Infowars literally said racism is a disease. That is bananas. But it makes sense. Because what if you did? What if you made somebody go to like a doctor's office once a week and like go through therapy and just like fucking meet a bunch of fucking people of color? You're not going to be racist anymore. And be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's why all this like, that's why all this um, (laughs) racial sensitivity training for for departments. Let me rethink this real quick. Continue. But But that's why all all this racial... um, sensitivity training for certain like departments specifically police officers is just one of the silliest things to spend money on because all you got to do is literally just go to an mma gym or go to a boxing gym and you won't feel that way anymore because you're going to be around so many different people uh, like it's literally like the but best what way happens to stop. if you're one of those super insecure white supremacists that you spend one day in a boxing gym and it just reaffirms how much assholes people are and you know well if you go consistently eventually that changes because you exposure well, to right, people but you're a weak-minded individual then maybe you shouldn't be a cop brian well, okay yeah but unfortunately they allow them to be so well that, that, that's why they gotta have a better that's why they need better training protocols know, and you should I be know. at least a blue belt like in jiu-jitsu before you become a police a officer deep... because it does take a couple of years to be a blue belt so those that two-year period it weeds those people out that's what that's one thing that i you think know what i mean like it weeds year, them out it weeds them out i agree and i think that that if there's any good thing that came from this year uh, it's the attention to those issues. You know, unfortunately, it comes off of George Floyd and it comes off of other individuals that, you know, it, 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 it now it's taking people to go to the streets and for it to get violent and for things that, you know, attention to be brought out. But at least it's brought out some weaknesses in a, in a, 
otherwise pretty well-oiled system i think right that is the united states yeah, of america um, a, lo- a lot of conservatives have woken up to, a lot of conservatives have woken up to the need for meaningful police reform and that's not being talked about in the it's media. beautiful way of putting it meaningful police, police reform. reform yeah um i've i when i was running for a city council years. when i had my um when i've had my podcast guests i had i've had super conservative people on my show and I told them that I think our police need to have an EMT basic certification before they become cops and they need to be trained um, in jujitsu and they need to be training consistently to be accountable. And that if you um, like all if you shoot somebody or if there's lawsuits having to be paid out because of police misconduct, it's got to come out of the police officer's pension fund. No conservative has really disagreed with me. They've all said these are good ideas. That's what we should be doing. And, you know, two, three years from two, three years ago, people would have called me a, a communist or a leftist or a socialist or anything because I'm criticizing the police. And isn't it crazy how yeah, these ideas yeah, so change there's, perspective? There's a lot more openness to police reform amongst conservatives and nobody's talking about that. And that's a that's a big deal. And that needs to be um, people that needs to be ran with after the election. Because if we get a red wave, which we can, and we can get a blue wave, we can get both. But we can definitely get a red we need wave. A good wave. We just but need like, a good you can get, wave. like even if you get a, a like a bunch of conservatives that get purple elected, wave. I, I like whatever, purple. dude. Even if you get a bunch of conservatives that get elected into office, they're going to be a lot more open to police reform than they ever have been in the past, and that's what we need to take from this. Um, there's you know, several things we need to, we need to take from this, and I think uh, police reform is definitely a, a good one. Um, I'm I'm an advocate of having like a third party, you know, for domestic violence calls and things Dude, like that. Agreed, show yeah. up a counselor, and it has to be non it has to be non biased. Like it, yeah. it, it can't be people like um you know Justin Barry or Mackenzie Kelly or any of those guys. Mackenzie's cool. Like I, I interviewed her for my my podcast. She's running in District Six. I like her a lot. She's an awesome lady, right? Mm-hmm. But she's a little bit too no, pro cop to be. To be like a- she's too pro cop to be on a review board. But you also, that being said, you can't have guys like Chaz Moore of the Austin Justice Coalition or Chris Harris on those boards either. You need people like you and me who are objective to investigate this stuff. Or we can you know have I mean? a system where there's like professionals, professional therapists. You're right. Yeah, maybe. But you know, a, a guy like you or me. I mean, we what no jujitsu? Like maybe something. If anything goes kind of crazy, we can. Be no, like, oh, no, shit, I'm bro. saying to like review bad behavior. Like oh, video. So you're talking yes, about for yeah. the review board. Yes, 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 the review board. Absolutely, yeah. yes. You need citizens to be on the review board because ultimately you're there to serve the citizens and protect the citizens, and so the citizens need to review the behavior and you yeah. need to be the ones that hold you accountable. I agree with that. What I was referring to is like on a domestic violence call or not a domestic violence call, but. Maybe a domestic violence call, but any type of call, a homeless person, uh, trespassing, loitering, whatever it may be, not just it being a police officer, a case where, hey, you have someone selling a loose cigarette, right? The gentleman in New York fucking... But why would you even call the cops at someone selling a loose cigarette? Like, People why... do that. Like, People what kind that. of a Karen are you? Like, And if you're a police officer, why are you responding to that? And let, let's also understand certain things. Cops, you're talking because different of this though. COVID shit too, to... cops are a lot less likely to respond to bullshit like that. I agree, but, well, I, I okay, I said agree too quick there, but uh, what I'm, my, the point I'm trying to make, yes, you're bringing up valid issues. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that being a classic example, when the police are called, it's probably wise to have a third party involved so they can go and try to help de-escalate. 
so they can maybe go and sit there and say hey sir what is it that you need you know hey this is officer such and such officer such and such is just here to main, make sure that we're maintaining order in case shit gets crazy what did you, what did you need uh do you need to go somewhere or shelter we think of the gentleman in the wendy's parking lot he was drunk asleep in his car what if someone showed up and just said hey man you need an uber you need a ride cool let's get that for you transportation's all you need awesome let's do that for you I agree. instead it's a police officer pulling him out of his car when he's With drunk the, he's running it's, it's, yeah. it's dark out it gets weird hey, hey. there can be other implementations right but what you need there is you need professionals you need a counselor or somebody that can be able to right. show up with a police officer i'm just trying to get my point across no, bro. I, know, I, know, I know but i got my point i don't want to lose it you won't i'll give it to you you need someone that's a professional right you need to have certain you need to understand what you're dealing with you're dealing with a, a, a an organization that's there to serve and protect the citizens so the citizens need to be involved how are we involved the fucking uh videotapes right the the re review boards all those you also need to have them there to protect so when it does come into a situation where they maybe need to be called whatever it is trespassing loitering uh, a homeless person causing some ruckus whatever it is when they are called, they're there with someone who is trained and taught to maybe take the situation from a different perspective and not just necessarily be, hey, listen to me or I'm going to have to cuff you and charge you and do all these things. It's someone that's there to figure out the situation. What's going on here? What is it that you need? What is it that we can do to take the situation down a notch? And how can I help you? He's just here to make sure nothing gets crazy. But what we're going to do is we're going to approach it civil. We're going to approach it normally. Um... Sorry, um, I hope you didn't lose your train of I thought. May, I'm just I, trying I to get some stuff out. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, so... Police reform, review boards, citizens being involved, uh, ride-alongs, people, trained therapists Yeah, coming. no, no, I, I agree. I think that... Um, We're just trying to revamp your yeah, jiu-jitsu. No, no, I, I, I got you. Like, with, with what happened in the Wendy's park... Like, okay, so with what happened in the Wendy's uh, parking lot, like, if, if you're drunk and you're, like, asleep in the McDonald's, there's no reason to pull someone out of the car. I get it. And I also... I saw the whole George Floyd video. Did you see the whole George Floyd video? Um, I mean, I saw the eight-minute one. No, watch the 34-minute one. From... Is it, like, another cell phone perspective? It's just on Fox. It, the... it was, like, the whole Fox... It was on Fox 7 Minnesota or whatever. Fox. Is that Minnesota. where they arrest him and then you see them walk down? Like, they leave out of view for a while? And no, then they come no, back. I think so, but... They um saw this the guy in his car. Yeah, they, 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 they saw this guy in his car, and like within like a minute or two, they just pulled a gun out on this guy. Within a minute, there was just no reason. This George Floyd. Yeah, okay. and yeah, he was high on fentanyl and whatever. This guy, like, you look at his record and who he is, and he was a piece of shit human being, right? But that being said, you know, no, he went to jail for robbing a pregnant woman for like he did Didn't five years. Yeah, Didn't fuck that. Yeah, that guy's a horrible human being, terrible person. I mean, the cops know better. But but the, the fact of the matter is no, but but but, but let, let's let, let let's back this up for a second, right? That being said, the the police officers in the scene didn't know that. They had no idea who this guy was. They just got a call True. about a guy True. passing out counter counterfeit twenties, and you immediately walked up to some guy, and instead of like telling him to step out of the car, being calm or being respectful, the first thing that they did was they came up with him and pointed a gun at him. Mm -hmm. and he was high on a bunch of drugs and he was just freaked out and he was scared and people saw that he was scared and after all that stuff happened there was no reason for Derek Shaven to have done the what protesters he did. are saying what that. he did what they're he did. saying he's scared man hey man he just let him up yeah they, they're they're right. trying to they were reason right. with him dude they yeah. were fucking they were right. the people that are they there were to intervene right yes. they were right and cops what need to do a better job oh my, let me finish now the, the cops um, need to do a better job of listening to people on the street to be fair and object when it comes to being fair and objective. Sure. Um, and that also ties in the fact that you need better community policing. Because if you have community policing and you're involved in the neighborhood, 
you'll see a lot less antagonistic behavior from neighbors when an arrest will happen because the cop, the neighbors will know that the cop is looking out for their safety. True. So there's 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 that. How do you aspect. entice people to want to do community policing? Well, you just put more money into that, and you spend more money on, on police athletic leagues, and you hire more cops on bikes, and you have like cops have beats, and you do stuff like that. Um, and, and you have cops in the school system, and instead of policing the kids, you offer criminal justice programs in middle school and, and high but school. But when the entire idea or the entire structure of like a of the pol- right how they're I mean they're getting paid right they're getting paid off the fines and shit that they can get yeah from they people. have they have to fix that that's got to get fixed okay. that's got to get fixed yeah, yeah. but See, you can definitely have you it's can definitely all have um the, the, like you've done they've done studies where um community policing actually increases like witness protection and w- witness cooperation and stuff mm-hmm. and if people trust the police officers they're more like well they're more likely to, to tell the cop about what's ha- what's going on right. in the neighborhood to actually stop real bad people they're not thought of they're yeah, not thought as of the as enemy. the authoritarian they're thought of as like the peacekeeper yeah, and their the friend tar- and the, yeah. yeah exactly um but what i was saying with this um whole thing about you need social workers to de-escalate and all this stuff i agree you do in a lot of situations but you cannot be bringing social workers onto the scene of a cra- of like crazy incidences if the social workers can't fight. Well, right. Okay. You know what? Like, hey, you if have you can to- train the police, yeah, maybe. Hey, in order to be, maybe we make a position where a social worker or a therapist or whatever, there's a specific position. Hey, I want to be a, uh, a social community guidance worker, and that social community guidance worker is the people that ride along with the police and ride along with the people that go on these calls. And in order to be in that position, you do have to be certified in CPR, life-saving activity, being able to do jujitsu, being able to protect yeah, yourself. Exactly, able- dude. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Like me and you. Like I, I would be phenomenal, dude. I would be phenomenal. Put these pieces together. Listen, Let's I would put these be, pieces would be together a to phenomenal person at, at, at that type of position. Most people would. Most I would be people, good at this. Like, most people that I'm pretty are good sitting at here going, hey, people, this shit's crazy. I'm pretty good at talking people down when they're acting crazy. Like, I do it all the time as a pedicab. I see people, like, lose their fucking shit, and I'm like, I, I talk to them. I'm reasonable. I, I reason with them. I'm also pretty firm if things get out of hand. And people You're a big usually, dude. You're a big dude. People like, usually, like, after a minute, they're like, hey, man, okay, cool. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. And then they calm down and everything's okay. People just need to be listened to sometimes. They need to be listened to. Um, Do you know that I I, um, I, I stopped the guy from getting his laptop stolen a couple years ago? Go for it. Um, So this is when I this is actually when I was running for mayor. And um, me and my uh, girlfriend were having brunch together, right? And then we went, we were at that, um, what's the spot across from P- Quickie Piggy? Why can't I remember it? It was really good. It was a um move that mic just a little bit closer. We were we were on um East Eleventh Street. Hillside Pharmacy. We were at Hillside Pharmacy on East Eleventh Street. And we had a bunch of mimosas, we had a bunch of drinks, and we were like feeling pretty good. And we're like, hey, let me get a coffee, let me get some food before we keep going out. And then we saw this homeless guy coming up to some like yuppie little desk jockey with a laptop like this little tech nerd you know um and something looked off right and so about the homeless dude just the whole situation looked off so i go i I situational awareness yeah so i walked up to the guy and i'm like hey is everything okay and the yuppie's like scared he's like no it's not and then the homeless guy's like that's my the homeless guy was trying to say that the yuppie had his laptop and I'm like, hey, man, that's not your laptop, dude. And then I look at the yuppie, and I'm like, dude, you got to get out of here. Get the fuck out of here now. Leave. Was I don't he think... having, like, dinner or something? Or eating? What was he doing? He was he was eating or working on something. But, like, this, this homeless guy was going to try to steal his laptop. 
I'll fucking get the homeless guy out of here. No, Why but I was that? telling the the, the the yummy. I was like, hey man, you should probably get out of here just so you're safe, so you're okay. Okay, yeah. I'm like, yeah. hey dude, you gotta go. I'd be you pissed to, if I'm in the uh, middle of lunch and no, but I mean, he like like he was holding on to his laptop too, and I'm like, hey, you should probably go. <laughs> if you're so thinking maybe, about going, go. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, need to go. I was like, yeah, hey man, yeah. you need to go. Okay. I wasn't intimidating him. I was like, dude, you gotta get out of here, like for your own. Yeah, you gotta go. And so he walks outside, and the homeless guy follows him. So I go out, and so I go outside with them to make sure that everything's okay right. and then the guy's clutching his laptop and the homeless guy fucking popped him in the fucking face just what jabbed fuck? him yeah yeah and so i was like and then the that guy he'd never been in a fight in his life and he like cowered and he got like scared and like you know whatever right but um i got up there and got in my uh boxing stance and i was like do we, do we have a fucking problem <laughs> man like Captain america over here dude. yeah no no so so i i got ready to like score up with this fucking homeless guy who I did not want to get into a fight with mainly because I didn't want to touch him. You probably didn't want mange or whatever. Or you had. Fucking head B or whatever. Right. But I didn't, I didn't want, I did not want to get into a physical uh, confrontation, <laughs> but I like, you know, I was, I, I stepped in between them, got in my like boxing stance, moved towards him. He looked like I, you know, he saw that I knew how to fight. He threw maybe like one jab at me and I moved my head. And then he was like backing up and he then, you know, like five seconds into it, he starts trying to, to talk to me he's like dude that guy's got my laptop and he's like pleading with me to understand his case and i'm keeping i kept a healthy distance from the homeless guy and the la- and the, the the desk jockey what was his case what was his why how did how did he try to convince you that was he his laptop? told me that the guy had his laptop and that he had pictures of his bitches on the laptop and i'm just like no that's not true uh, first of all he doesn't have your laptop and second of all you don't have any bitches <laughs> 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 like, dude, Alex Stringer, fucking what did I call it? Social community prospect worker, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Extraordinary, shining example of what a social community prospect yeah, no, worker. No, is. I was like, I, that isn't true. Um, <laughs> these guys, everybody, and there were people in the um, in the the restaurant that were saying that they were going to call the cops and this and that. And I was telling them, and I was like, hey, hold off on that. I was telling people in the um, in the restaurant to no hold need off. To escalate. No need to. Yeah, I told them. I was like, hey. Hold off on calling the police. You don't need to do that yet. Guys, don't need to do that. And then I, and then the guy was telling me, like, hey, I'm not scared of going to jail and this and that. And, you know, I told him, I was like, look, dude, hey, man, you got to get out of here, bro. Like, I don't want you to go to jail. That's what I told him. I, I told the homeless guy, I'm like, hey, man, I don't want you to go to jail. I don't want anything to happen to you, man. Like, I just want you to be okay, bro. That's it. Yeah, and then he was, like, still getting aggressive, still talking about how he wanted his laptop and he mm-hmm. wouldn't leave and i eventually i said to him and i'm like hey man you have no idea how nice i am being to you right now i am being extremely nice to you by even having this conversation with you and i'm not going to be very nice to you for that much longer right. and you need to appreciate how nice i'm being to you right now and given the situation keep, and the circumstances and if you want me to keep being nice to you yeah. you should probably leave i don't want anything to happen to you bro you need to leave because i'm being very nice to you right now mm-hmm. and eventually he left mm. and nothing happened that's good and that was it and then then the cops came and then they um asked me what happened and i said I told him what what went down, and then I said, "Listen, I don't want to arrest the guy. The guy probably has some drug problems, and I just want him to feel better." Hmm. And then he said, "Well, we also arrested him because he pulled a knife out on somebody at the next convenience store." And I'm like, "Oh, Jesus Alex, you fucked up, Jesus bro. Christ! You could have just popped that fool once or twice, and he'd been down, dude, for the count. And then the cops could have been there to save it all. Listen, here's but, but, my... but, but, but anyway, the point the point that I'm making is that like the Philadelphia situation. I, you know, the point the point that I'm making is 
I de-escalated a situation without throwing a single punch. Mm -hmm. And if I could do it, Mm-hmm. then somebody in APD should be able to do it. The, That's what I'm trying to say. Or or you should be hiring people like me to de-escalate those situations in the future. The Philadelphia situation, right? Did you just, you know what that, you know what's going on? Mm, yeah, I'm going to take this mask off. Take it off, yeah. bro. You're good. Okay, so it happened last night, right? Or yesterday, whatever. Uh, the protests, but the protests were about a gentleman with a knife being shot. He was shot like 10 times, right? Uh from what I saw in the video, he like approaches so the cops. So I didn't see the video. Okay, so he approaches I, um, the cops with the, with the knife. The cops shoot him, right? But there's 10 shots in the guy. Uh, a big complaint is, well, why didn't you just go for the leg? The dude has a knife. Here's my thing. Ooh. You should be trained, right? In the situation we're talking about. You should be trained with a little bit of nobility, a little bit of... Uh, no, no. If somebody comes out with you a knife, with a knife, that changes the ballgame. Like, that guy had a knife and he was coming at somebody can I, with can a knife. I, yeah, sure. Cool. Sure. So, we're talking about being in this situation. You yourself, a citizen, right? Went out of your way to help someone that was in need, right? This dude punch is being physical already. So, you're approaching the situation knowing that it could get physical, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you fucking, you're a bigger gentleman. You f- can clearly handle yourself in a situation where it's fisticuffs. Okay. Let's say he did pull out a knife. It takes X amount of time for cops to get there. Right. Had he pulled out a knife, would there have been anything inside of you that would have said, Hey, I'm still going to try to handle this situation to the best of my ability. Or would you have fled? Would it have been a different situation for you? Answer honestly, but let's try to, keep, I, I have, I have. Okay. I don't know. Beautiful. Don't know. Beautiful. You don't know. Um, I Let honestly, me. I honestly, if I if I had a gun on me though, different thing. Like so, so if uh, I if somebody pulled a knife out on me, off. no, 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 because you're talking about like a, a guy who got who got shot because he pulled a knife out on a cop. So but let me show you a, my comparison though. Sure, but let me explain. Let me finish my sentence though, because yeah. if if I had a gun on me, right? Because I have a CHL, I didn't have one then, and I normally, you know, normally I don't really carry it unless I feel like I'm like unsafe or i'm in a situation where i'm not safe and often so far it's pretty safe you know you don't know how much longer that's going to be with, with, this, with, with this defund bullshit yeah but it's also where the homicides are and all that stuff too right sure, sure. it's not within downtown on a like sunday afternoon you know what i mean 640 so in chicago yeah, yeah. So. okay but let's let's um let's, let's backtrack right if somebody came up to me and, and had a, pulled a knife at me while i had a chl and pulled out a knife at me i'm within my rights to shoot that guy and i will shoot them can I just so, share, share my yeah. point real quick? As a trained officer, as someone that is being put in a position like we saw in Philadelphia, where the gentleman is, who is armed? I am armed. I know yeah. I'm armed. I know two, three, I'm two, three shots away from solving the issue, at least, right? Maybe mm-hmm. more, you think? Or you think two well-placed shots could probably end an altercation of someone coming at me with me? I think that adrenaline is a very big deal, and I think that when you're scared for your life and you have a, a uh, right. when you have a certain type of gun, especially if it's a semi-automatic type of mm-hmm. weapon, you're gonna fi- you're not going to fire two shots. You're going to you're gonna bang, 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 bang. Even when you go but to I the mean, range. But I mean, isn't uh, being... Brian, what kind of gun do you have? I, it's just 9mm. Okay, but when you go to the range, like, you rapid fire. People rapid fire even when they're mm-hmm. at the range. Like, mm-hmm. you don't think you're going to rapid fire when you're, like, scared? Potentially, right? And I, I understand that. But again, we're talking about reform, right? So we're talking about having trained professionals. So maybe training the professionals a little bit differently and training them to withstand certain situations like that more effectively. And also, no- you don't know what type of drugs the guy's on. If someone's, like, on PCP, they can get shot and still yeah. keep running at you. Yeah. You have no idea. Or if somebody's, like, super mentally ill or super fucking crazy, right. they might still keep coming at you and you just might be scared and you, you, you keep firing until they're down. Right. That's but what you're happens. Gonna, you're going to have instances like that 
that are going to compound and it's eventually could lead to the dismantling of a police force which is, that's eventually going to protect a city and eventually going to keep a community protected right or you can try to address it in different ways and addressing it in different ways would be maybe having better training and that better training could come in the form of hey you know instead of it being four officers drawing their guns and all four of them shooting a suspect because he's got a knife coming at one cop and he doesn't have the opportunity to sit there because maybe he is just having a mental breakdown maybe he is just sitting there having a tough day right yeah but you can't bring a social worker in for that maybe if they're trained and they also have a weapon i mean again, so then the social workers have guns too and then they <laughs> i mean again we're restructuring things it's not your social worker on october 27th 2020 no we're talking about a social worker that's implemented into a system that we're trying to change that's what I'm so talking you gotta about. train the social workers like cops. Or a lot you of these, train a lot the of cops these, better, and yeah, they maybe have different roles. But right? I talked to a lot of these like DSA type of guys, right? And these 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 um, anti cop people, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, then you gotta train the social workers like cops, and they would flip out of me when I said that. Or you train you the know? cops better to handle maybe more social like situations yeah. or situations like Agreed. that, right? But my point being is, you as a citizen felt within your power to take care of a situation up to a certain extent had you had your gun on you and he pulled the knife maybe hey man warning shot leg shot i know it's hard to hit a leg i hate that you should have just shot him in the legs hey anybody that's ever fired a fucking gun knows that it's not as easy to hit the target especially Dude, when you're hitting under somebody adrenaline. in the leg hitting somebody in the leg is probably harder than hitting somebody in the exactly fucking... exactly yeah. but maybe shooting someone once in the fucking liver or down here in the hip or something or in a body you mass don't aim that you just you're shooting like I when you shoot when you shoot somebody that's coming at you, you're firing a shot to protect your safety and the safety of others. I so think that that can maybe sometimes be misconstrued, and it's all about the person in this situation. And I understand. Hey, by all means, protect yourself. You're the one in the situation. And also, if you yes. get shot in the leg, you bleed out with a femoral artery anyway. That's, that's fucking stupid anyway. If you anyway. hit the fucking femoral artery, you can get... You know how many people get shot in the leg and don't die? Out <laughs> Several people <laughs> get shot in the leg and don't die. <laughs> like, my point being is, you know, two shots is a lot different than ten. Bleeding out from, you know, what I'm saying, there's a difference in being able to have an excuse to just fire at all costs, or maybe taking that extra step to de-escalate if there's someone that's willing to be a citizen and go a certain length why can't a trained professional go an extra length to prevent someone from dying and maybe just hey he's got a fucking knife if he gets within x amount of you know maybe i am more prepared i am more comfortable brandishing my weapon and getting into a stance to defend myself than just this unexpectedly having to pull and fire because this dude's running at me and i'm caught off guard like you're right about the reform, and I'm agreeing with you, but there needs to be an approach to how we're also treating people in situations. You as a citizen felt that it was right to go out of your way and just try to help someone, but also talk a guy down from maybe a ledge. He was having a breakdown. He was fucking clearly a homeless person struggling. Yeah, I was, and also, you ready to, really... I was also ready if it got came down to it to fuck the suit up if it had to exactly. go down. Yeah, I was ready exactly. to do it too, you know? Like, but... Exactly, but did it ever cross your mind where like you were like, oh this dude walks towards me i'm gonna kill him no or like hey man i'm just well i'll defend feel, myself and if i need to hold myself down brian i also didn't feel threatened by him but if i was in a situation where I, I felt threatened by somebody then it changes because i've been in fights with people where i have felt threatened right and i've oh, fucking yeah. i've beaten the shit out of people like there there were situ- there was um there was a situation once a few years ago where i went to a baseball game with these like kids i used to be friends with and one of them was like saying all this like racist stuff to people, right? And there was he was like dropping n bombs and like telling this group of Mexican, this Mexican family to get out of out of America and do all this stuff. And he was Whoa. saying this in like 2013, like he was saying Trumpisms before Trumpisms were a thing, right? Like, Whoa. yeah, okay. Um, and 
So he had this uh, Mexican girl, and, and he had a Mexican girlfriend at the time too, which is also weird. But anyway, anyway, we were um, they threw us out of the the the, the Round Rock Express uh, Stadium, right? And um, thankfully, because I was like, dude, we're gonna get our fucking asses kicked because of this kid, and it's gonna and, and there's nothing we can do about it yeah. because it's it's his fault, and it's my fault for being with you. He's too. got the disease, right? Right. He's, he has the race. He has the he disease has the, of race. He, he, he has the ism. That ism. <laughs> He's got that ism. That ism. No, no. So um, we get into the his girlfriend's truck and um or his, his truck and his girlfriend was driving because he was fucking wasted just like all of us were um and hopefully she's not no she was all right i don't know whatever <laughs> fuck that bitch anyway <laughs> listen um what so um we're trying to like respectfully confront him about what's happening right and he's like belligerent and aggressive and starts talking about how he's gonna kick our asses and starts getting aggressive with people and he got aggressive with like my friend ryan who is next to me and he starts hitting him and then ryan had a little bit of boxing experience he was like 10 11 years old so ryan you know isn't it crazy how that shit carries over yeah it does right ryan outdid him in the little punching exchange and so they were in a fight right and i tried to break the fight up because i didn't want any of us to get arrested or anything to happen um and you know what his girlfriend did when i tried to break a fight up fight you no she fucking pepper sprayed me with bear mace bear mace she fucking she pepper sprayed me with bear mace scared the bear mace bra or what dude she bear maced me and I covered my right eye so I could see a little bit <laughs> but my attitude went from hey man I don't want to be friends with this kid anymore to I am going to kill this motherfucker and so then I saw him come after um the dude he was fighting and I stepped in there to make to like not let that happen right and he pushed me and he got in my fucking face and pushed me. And so then I threw him on the ground and beat the shit out of him. Like I had my knee on his stomach and I like fucked his face up, dude. Like he he was like missing teeth. Like he looked like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like I don't think I ever beat the shit out of another human being as bad as I beat that dude's ass. Like I beat the crap out of this kid. Different movie, I think. Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. Yeah, no, he looked bad, dude. But um, the point that I was making is that like I was actually like worried about my safety because I'm like, dude, I couldn't see and you attacked me when I had like gotten maced and you were doing all the stuff to put my safety in jeopardy in the past. Mm-hmm. Dude, I beat this guy's ass with no guilt at all. Do you? Do you know you, what I mean? Like, like no guilt. Do you think that you could be put in situations where you're trained to think otherwise in a situation like that? That was one time. Maybe you've been in that situation a hundred times, but. Every time you are in that situation, I mean, I think it's variable. About well, it, it varies, right? More, like with that homeless, you're more dude, conscious. Well, of, with that, more, well, with that homeless guy, I was a lot um, more. I was a lot nicer about more it. Conscious, I, was, I was a lot like, hey, man. Yeah, I, I didn't um, try to like escalate. I tried. To, I actually de-escalated everything. Right. right? My point um, being is, if you're a professional, right, and like, but I had a guy. I had a guy. Um, and I had some training back then, you know, right. like I, I wasn't like trying to fight MMA, but I had like some boxing fights and I still had a blue belt in jujitsu, you know, I still like had some grappling ability. Like that guy, you know, when I got on top of him, he wasn't getting up. Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and, and, and when I was in New York, I had a guy try and rob me on the subway once. Okay. And I like fucked him up. And the only reason I didn't kill him is because he, you know, could handle himself. And granted, I won the exchange and nothing happened to me. Which was what matters. Yeah, but um, if I had gotten him down, and he was knocked out, I would I would have kept I would have kept hitting him. And I've had guys like steal my pedicab. I had a guy steal my pedicab once, um, a few years ago. Okay. And I knocked him out, and when I not like when I once when I dropped him, you know what the first thing I did was, 
Hit him again. No, no. I ran over to him and tried to kick him in the face after he was down on the ground. Can I ask you And the you only reason I didn't, Brian, is because somebody pulled me off him as I was mid-kick. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Probably traumatic experiences, right? For I don't you? know. No, you don't think? I just like, I mean... What if you were getting paid to do what you were doing in those times, right? As like an hourly employee, let's say. <laughs> Maybe you had a gun or something on you and some other pieces of identification on you. And then after those instances happened, what if you like went and talked, maybe got a month off. <sighs> Man, I need to decompress, need a break. Give me a month off. Maybe I go to like a class every week to just I don't think I would need a class after that. I felt fine. Like I felt fine after that happened. Well, right. But what if you also do that every day and it feeds this weird ego and now you're just out beating innocent people up all the time? Well, right? I mean, That's the, any people with. who steal from, mm. you know, you steal pedicabs, you're not innocent, right? Right, right. Or well, if you like try to like attack me while I've been bear maced, you're not innocent. Or if you do something that genuinely undermines my safety, I have the right to do whatever the hell I want to you. Yeah. There is that factor. There's a balance, man. There, there is, is just a balancing yeah, act balance. when it comes to this stuff. We're all and, talking and, about sensitive lines here. Very sensitive lines. Anyway, the point is, right, if you feel like your your like life is on the line, mm-hmm. you got you have the right to defend yourself however you want. Absolutely. And that and 100%. that should never change. And when it comes to like if you're a police officer and somebody pulls a knife on you, bro, don't pull a knife out on a fucking cop, dude. I mean, yeah, man, but there are those instances, and I'm not saying that Yo, this is ever Yo, play stupid games, okay. win stupid prizes, Brian. I get that, it. You don't do that. Like, Every you don't pull out a knife on a fucking cop. What happens to the people that really are having a breakdown, bro? What happens when, if you, I mean, you haven't yet, you've never experienced those signs yet, but what happens if it was you, and we're all sitting here in a year, what happens if it was me? Man, Brian's never fucking pulled a knife on anybody, man. That was fucking real weird. He just decided to pull a knife one day. Nobody's gonna sit and question, hey, what fucking happened to Brian? What happened to Alex? What made Alex fucking freak out that day and all of a sudden get aggressive man well, i'd love to know rather than him being it's, dead it's retro- i'd love yeah. to know <laughs> what was wrong with him rather than him being in the fucking street yeah, bleeding but dude, out but dude it's retrospective though it's retrospective, it's all retrospective but my kid, when does know. retrospect have to be like the sign of the future and now go, hey, we're- now brian it happens now because now you look at the stuff and you figure yes. out how do you like how do you um teach the future of america <laughs> to be like happier healthier and more well-adjusted so that this doesn't happen you get them involved. later. You get that's, them involved. That's Alex. what happens. But you like, in the, but like, as it stands right now in the present, if you pull a knife out on a fucking cop, there are logical consequences to actions. And one of those logical consequences of pulling a knife out shot. on a cop is you get shot and you die. You don't pull out a knife out on a police officer, okay? But in the future, we have to do a better job of actually making sure that we do a better job of addressing mental health, and we don't just talk about it to avoid um, action. We Take the action to help improve people's mental health. Okay? That's what you do. You teach financial education in poor communities. You get independent citizen review boards. You make Brazilian jiu-jitsu training a staple and a requirement to be a police officer. You make them get EMT certified. You change the narrative for how you view police. You change the system, not the narrative. You change the actual system. The system system changes the the narrative, dude. If you see people, if you see cops saving lives instead of ending them, the the attitude towards policing changes. If our cops are EMT certified, you will see an, uh, an abundance of videos of cops saving people. It will change the whole game, Brian. Yeah, I agree. I agree, 100%. All about points. So that's that's what you do. You use this as a way to say, man, we gotta we gotta change that. We there are certain parts of our system that we have to change, and we have. Where do you start? Where's the like? I mean, you could start in each category at one. You start with what I'm doing by putting these ideas out on paper. That's I'm literally starting. I I I had a a campaign for city council where I addressed these issues and brought them to the forefront, and that's how you start. And now somebody else has to take the next step. That's how you start. 
was it worth it for you getting involved? I mean, yeah. being involved now, do you, are you going to continue to be involved? Where, where you is have Alex no going to be have no in choice. I have no choice, dude. Yeah. You have to. You have to be involved, especially with what happens with this um, with, with this election. You know, if Trump wins, right, um, and he should win, okay? But that being said, um, Trump being president for another four years doesn't mean that we that things should continue staying the same. It's just that Trump winning means that we need to do a better job of getting people in more marginalized areas to be able to take advantage of his presidency. And Where's we need the- to do that like immediately. That has to be done like that's that has to be super preemptive and especially with this COVID stuff, we need to immediately pass legislation to um, keep all this to keep our small businesses afloat and we have to offer incentives to people especially if you're in like a poor like a um, marginalized community mm-hmm. to um, we have to offer incentives to people in those communities to start small businesses and to create um, better job numbers and more employment within those areas and you also have to start teaching uh, and, and you could even subsidize this like you subsidize um, programs where you teach people in these communities how to participate and invest in the stock market and when you come up with with stimulus programs you incentivize people to invest their stimulus money in the market Mm -hmm. and this way you try to like bridge that gap within those communities what happens do you think if biden wins yeah if biden wins what do you think is gonna happen but what do i think is gonna happen if biden wins i think that with a guy like joe biden this guy doesn't stand for anything you know, it, when you depending on who Joe Biden talks to, he gives a different response depending on who he talks to. Yeah. Um, he's seventy-eight. He's probably just so what? Joe Biden. Night. Donald Trump is seventy-three. Okay, we're not going to talk. You can't talk about age without criticizing the he other. You can person. in context. Yeah, absolutely. Because v- Donald Trump is clearly a vibrant seventy-three-year-old. I know seventy-three, or not maybe not specifically seventy-three-year-olds, but we all know the story of the old dude that's still working out at eighty and lifting weights. Like, no, you can compare the two. Joe Biden is a 78-year-old man that has nothing going about himself other than he's losing himself. He's losing himself in the physical and the metaphysical or whatever yeah, psychological I, um, sense. So I, I have Donald a friend Trump, for whatever a, uh, reason, is that was still like, kicking. I, I have a friend who's a FEMA nurse okay. who um, said that he's got Alzheimer's like, or he's suffering I from early I think so. On. He's yeah, got something. Yeah. He's, something's off with him. He's old. He's old. He's 70-whatever old. He's old. He's fucking old. He doesn't need to be worrying about issues with the country. Hey, Hunter, Hunter, just just putting it out there. Hunter Biden didn't kill himself. Hunter Biden didn't kill himself. Are you gonna like elaborate or with all this Ukraine stuff and all this stuff that's happening with his laptop in China? Yeah. Hunter Biden didn't kill himself. If anything happens, Hunter Biden didn't kill himself. Um. Anyway, let's. I mean, why? Why would they do that? Why would he go? Because it would it would generate sympathy for Joe Biden. It would be the last ditch effort to generate oh sympathy. Oh, my God. No, they wouldn't do that. Dude, these people would do anything. He's a, Are you kidding me, dude? He's a, He would get... We're just putting it out there. We're just putting it out there. Hunter Biden didn't kill himself. Preemptively. I don't want to be Nostradamus. I don't want to be Alex Jones calling 9-11 in July of 2001. <laughs> All right? But just, just saying, Hunter Biden didn't kill himself. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Clearly heard. Yeah. <laughs> heard. Heard. Um, oh, man. Yes, I like it. I like it. We're laughing at this. this is not funny. <laughs> uh, this is not funny. Because <laughs> one of them already did die, and there's like no sympathy for that. One. It's so. 
Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Oh, man, I mean, it's so I, fucking weird. I dude. wouldn't give a shit. But anyway, <laughs> and why does it always come back to fucking sh- kid shit? Why is it always there's blackmail. photos on it's a blackmail. laptop? Blackmail. Because I know, but why are there so many fucking sickos, dude? Why are there so many people? That there's are no fucking... better way to blackmail somebody. It's the best way to blackmail somebody. Oh, so there's just like, hey, it's not really kids. People aren't into kids. That's just the blackmail version of it because there are so many. Okay, is that what you're saying? It's blackmail. Dang, dude, that would be scary, Alex. That doesn't scare you being in politics and then all of a sudden one day some weird pictures are up on your laptop. Why? I don't, but I don't give my laps to anybody. I know, but what if it, what, I mean, you don't think these people can plant shit? I mean. Plant with my face? With anything. Just on your laptop. You got pictures on your laptop. It's in your possession. Oh, no, Alex has child porn. It'd be fucking world ending. No, somebody could do some. There is they a could. lot of weird stuff when it comes yeah, to that. Like, dude. Yeah, somebody could blackmail do. doesn't mean well. well so you, you, there's where I'm going off on that. You made that comment. It's perfect form of blackmail. In my head, there's a bunch of old sickos really walking around wanting to fuck kids. But well, in reality, are, it could be that a lot of them are just being fucking. No, blackmailed. but there's also yeah. Well, there could be that because they're just there, getting shit planted. There, there could there could be that. Whoa. But you also um show like text messages and you show emails and that's you show true. stuff with the ip address you can. In and that's like even when it comes to hunter's uh laptop you gotta understand people need to understand whether or not it's real or not and when twitter is just censoring stories you don't know if it's real but um like you just because something shows up and it's allegedly on your computer it doesn't mean that it's real you know like people can manipulate a lot of information uh, but when you see audio transcripts and you see pictures of like this guy, you know, engaged in certain sex acts f- with like underage kids, or just l- let's back this up even more, okay? When you see videos and pictures of Joe Biden sniffing children, okay? Because you see these, these are like open to the public. Joe Biden's literally sniffing children. He's talking about offering his phone number to little kids, and he's saying it very openly. When when um, stuff like what comes out on the New York Post becomes brought to light, you're going to be more likely to believe it because of things that you've seen Joe Biden do physically. So it, there's that also plays a role, Brian. Uh, what about... Um, does that make sense? It does. Um, you know, and I think that there's also a, a... I don't like that people are questioning the... Not just the laptops. There's this weird, hey, news is being put out, but then all of a sudden it's not going to be paid attention to or they're going to censor it or they're going to remove it. And it's frustrating because to one hand, the the censorship is bad and it's bad, but you also want to kind of, you want to block out the bullshit. You want to block out the, the grossness, right? Like, yeah, we have proof, physical, viable, liable proof of uh, Rudy Giuliani, I mean, uh, Biden, Hunter, yeah. Biden straight sniffing kids. It's fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, that's right? how you see it. But then you get this call to like, hey, we have a smoking gun, support us. And there's just this blatant, oh, we're just going to turn the other cheek and talk about another issue. When I, when five, six, seven months ago, everybody was like, hey, we all need to stop like fucking kids if that's what's going on. Like everybody needs to stop that. And now it's like, hey, it's on a laptop potentially with someone that's trying to run for president. And this gets a little bit deeper and a little bit weirder. And all of a sudden nobody cares. And, but they all want to point to like Rudy Giuliani being in Borat and fucking Borat's daughter or whatever, the 14 year old, that one and being a fucking weirdo. And it's like, okay. We're going to pay attention to one side when it's the same issue as the other side, but yeah, not pay Rudy, attention to it. You don't think it? that Rudy Giuliani knows who Borat is? Like, you don't think he could have just been playing along, too? I mean, it, that's... Okay. 
you know what I mean? Like, like Borat's been around for like, like 14 news. years. But Borat's been around for you years. You use that, though, to, for your reputation as a public figure? You go along with Borat, it and Nobody gives a it. shit. Nobody, it's Borat. You think, like, this, that you see this guy like Borat coming along, and you might just be playing along because you think it's funny, too. I didn't see the video, but there's always a possibility that, like, I mean, there's no really, way that you're, there's no way that if you're Rudy Giuliani, you don't know who Borat is. I mean, he's going out and he's really getting arrested at, like, festivals and shit and campaigns why would he why would that be any different wait borat's getting arrested at, at festivals he did when he did the song the band yeah when he was with the, the dr fauci <laughs> the the song about fauci or whatever <laughs> the the wuhan flu whatever it was the yeah. wuhan you can't you can't say uh wuhan flu or the china virus anymore and that's i said all the too. time china virus wuhan flu i, say it all I the time. need to start saying it more <laughs> I like the how I mean I I got uh, my friend got mad at me because I called it the Wuhan flu but like jokingly because I was trying to explain like Trump just called it the Wuhan flu because it came from like Wuhan like that was the thing behind it right and that's why he called it that because that's just and, that's a Trumpism that's and just it's also true that dude, dude China um punished people in the beginning for talking um, about it. Yeah. for talking about the then virus the doctors and, then, died. And, and then yeah and then they hid the uh, truth of the virus to the rest of the world. And allowed this virus to escape their borders and created this pandemic, and no one's holding them accountable. China needs to be held accountable, dude. Like, there's no reason not to. But and the fact that China isn't being held accountable is also very scary. And if somebody oh. like Biden gets um, elected, um, and then you have all these like pro China leaders in Europe and in Australia and in New Zealand and stuff like that, like, dude, that's horrifying. You cannot let China control the. You cannot let China be the number one global superpower, considering their um, record on human rights violations within their own country. And they're becoming property owners in several other countries, the U.S. being one of them. Like, that's who's buying up a lot of the apartment uh, real estate and shit in New York, or a lot of Chinese yes, companies. Yes, yes, it's firms. a problem. They're either leaving and them empty happen- or they're yeah. fucking just, you well, know, they whatever. Have, they they're also ch- have ghost cities in China. 64 million um they have they, there's like there are um, a lot of countries have ghost cities did you watch dark tourists no dark tourists is a show on netflix and this dude visits he visits the stands and it's like kazakhstan uzbekistan there's like five different stands that are in this area of like northern russia right yeah. Northern europe or whatever and uh he basically visits all of them and one of them was essentially built just for this like martial arts festival this martial arts like olympic type festival Billions and billions of dollars were spent on this city and like 300 people showed up, 300,000 people showed up for like this festival and it's done. But like nobody lives in the cities. It's all brand new. And yeah, there's just a lot of countries do that though for like a status. I, I don't think that you should be allowed to own anything more than a single family home if you're not a U.S. citizen. In the U.S.? Yeah. Hmm, I think that fair. like, yeah, I, I think that because of uh, what's happening in New York and the fact that you have foreign nationals buying up land they don't even use and stuff like that, that's very dangerous and it creates um, what do you this think undue about- influence that shouldn't be um, had, from, especially from a, like a foreign standpoint of view. Um, so yeah, I don't think that like if you live um, in another country, if you're a citizen of another country and not, in, if you're not a U.S. citizen, you should not be allowed to buy property in a country that you're not a citizen of unless it's a single family home that you plan on living there. Do you think that uh, candidates for the president should have military service? What do you mean? Like in order to be qualified to be the president, you should have at least served the four, a four-year term in the military. 
I don't to know have because, an understanding I, I since you're the I don't know because I think that a lot of what our military does in these foreign countries isn't really about protecting the, the United States. It's more about protecting foreign, assets and shit. Yeah, it's about assets and, and like the military industrial complex is yeah, a thing. So I don't know. I don't know if I feel that way. Okay. I'm more more so asking for like experience, right? A lot of them have experience in law, and a lot of them have experience in in whatever camp finance. No, I think that, know, that I think that you should be allowed to be. Pre- I think that no matter like you should be allowed to be president if people want you to be president. That should be part of like American democracy. Hmm. I don't think that matters. Okay. But I think that people should be aware of what people do, and like there should be more transparency in terms of who people are. Do you think there should be any type of? limitations on uh who's allowed to run for public office for well, example you, you gotta be a u.s citizen which you already have and you have to be born in the u.s which you already have right but i mean and you like, have to be at least 35 years old which you already have i meant ex- okay extended limitations sorry i guess i meant like in terms of what your profession is or what your you know like these polit these career lobbyists and these career salespeople, these career businessmen that maybe don't have the best practices, you know, to begin with are allowed to get into a position where now they actually are in control of an economy no. or control of no, a No, because you know. people should just have the right and the people have should have the right and the ability to know who they're voting for. And then you still have to trust individual Americans to make the best choice. For themselves. Yeah, and, if you okay. can't trust Americans to make the best choice, then where does the slope go down? There's questions, questions that should come up. I don't think that there should be uh, any changes to... I mean, the military one, I kind of like, because I, I do feel, you know... We, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. Maybe like, that's it. Maybe it makes sense more than anything. I, get, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to force whoever is president to, like, be... You're fine. To be in the military, but it does make sense. I feel like you should have some wherewithal. And then also, what if you're, like, some rich kid who joins the military but has a cush position in the military and you don't do anything? I mean... Once you're in the military, though, I think you're at least a level George above. George Bush is in like the National Guard. He did nothing. Right. I'm not saying again. And like John Kerry was like the super rich kid. Hey, you're just who, in the room. You're yeah, in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're in the room. You know, you're in shit. the military. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything, man. It doesn't mean anything as much as people think it is. It. I mean, uh, the only, again, the only reason it sounds nice. Uh, or that it makes sense is that you're getting a different level of perspective than someone who wasn't involved in the military wouldn't have, right? But I mean, Dude, that not guy everybody Mayor has Pete... experience in law, not everybody has experience in other shit. So I get it. Dude, that guy Mayor Pete Buttigieg was in the military and was in like Afghanistan, was like in the military for four years during um, when we were in Afghanistan. Do you really trust that guy to like look? Do you really trust that guy to um, use his military service to look out for the American people, or was he just placed in the military and had a job behind an office? You know, like who I mean, again, it falls back on his character, right? Yeah, it's not know, just like, the military aspect. Someone says, always in the military, and then people don't understand, like, well, what did you do in the military? Right. You know, where you're working, and, and then he was working for um, a CIA contracting firm. I forgot the name of it, the, the firm, but he was working for like a big uh, CIA consulting firm, also. I mean, I'm not supp- and that's another so thing too, right? Like, like, what people are involved with and what they're influencing, and you know, what's yeah, the. Yeah, so. uh, do you think? That uh, I mean I don't know, man. Do you think it gets better before it gets worse, or do you think it? The I I personally, this is me. I think everything's gonna be cool come November fourth. I think, I think uh, logic and level heads will prevail in the sense that hey, this is our system. This is what we get when well, we put into it. Uh, I don't necessarily know if everybody's on board with it, and I think that if there's not some sort of visible, um. If there's not some sort of visible, hey, we're not happy after this election that is heard, you know, and this could come in the form of like, 
I don't know. How do you get a bunch of people to be? It's not going to be cool after November fourth. You don't think so? Fuck no, absolutely not. Because if Trump gets uh, if Trump gets reelected, people are going to be pissed and there's going to be riots, right? I can and granted, we'll, the we'll other put way. that down. No, I don't think to as much of an extent. I think that if Biden, I don't think. Well, I think that if Biden wins in a landslide, maybe not. But Biden's not winning in a landslide. What could also happen I think is if it's Biden be, wins, shit gets crazy. I, well, I, I disagree, but I'm going to let you explain when I finish talking. Um, <laughs> I love it. Go. So, um, if Biden wins, it's probably going to be a pretty close race. And then because of all the mail-in ballot fraud, and because of a lot of this electioneering, especially there was a new Project Veritas video that came out, where you have like DNC operatives sneaking into Republican campaigns to try to like literally manipulate people to vote for their their preferred candidate, and you're seeing video proof of that. Um, Trump is gonna, and then you see like the, the the pictures and the videos of Trump's rallies while no one's going to Biden's events. If Biden wins, Trump has a legitimate claim to question the validity of the election. And then when he does that, you have now you have a, a, a Trump um, and re- very super majority cons- of conservatives in the Supreme Court. So there's a very po- there's a possibility if, if if Biden wins a close race, Trump contests the election, and um, he just gets reinstated. But while he's contesting the election, there's going to be a lot of there could be a lot of civil unrest, and there's going to be a lot of like economic uncertainty, and there's a lot of stuff that could happen. Um, and you're going to see if, if there's a close race and Trump questions the election, if he loses, you'll see like the Dow Jones and the stock market drop like 10 to 20 percent. Like you'll have a mini recession. Um, and if Trump gets the and if Trump gets gets the W right as a result of that, everything will go back to normal. Things will start reopening. We're going to be in a raging pandemic. A lot of people are going to die, but we're still going to be able to be the U.S. Um, if Biden gets elected. You're gonna see a. You're probably gonna see another um, economic shutdown. I think. And um, you, you know, you got Biden. You said oh, I'm gonna listen to the experts, but like, who are the experts? Who are the experts appointed by? What's the agenda? Because it's you know, you call yourself like it, it's very easy to call someone an expert if they align if their opinions align with what you want them to align with. Because um, everybody has confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if Biden wins, we can have another shutdown, and that shutdown can last like six months because of how many cases we have, and how out of control this is. And then they could just easily say, "Well, it's because of Trump," and they'll just blame Trump as a result of it. But we're gonna have like a six-month period where nothing's open, and then, you know, our small business culture, our small business community, our jobs, our economy will go down the tubes, and then by the time things are open. We're not going to be able to have anything to open up or come back to. And that could be another big problem. I, again, don't think anything's going to get... I also... Ooh, ooh, wait, wait, sorry. I also... Um, also, um, you got to understand, too, like, well, let's talk about fascism for a minute, all right? And let's talk about Trump. Yeah, people think that if, if Trump loses or if Biden wins, Trump's going to go away. Do you really fucking think with Donald Trump's 85 million Twitter followers and the platform he's gotten that he's going to just go away after this is over with? 
Are you asking me? Can I answer, or are you, do you have a follow up? No, no, just... yeah, I'd like you to answer. Then I'm going to continue following up. Uh, I mean, I think that again, I think we are seeing another four years of Trump. As weird as that sounds, sure. But let's say we're not. Um, the potential to go away is there. Does he go away? No, but I don't see it being that much of a fuss after like inauguration. I really don't. Maybe not. He's I already has massive being, rallies, Brian. I mean, not from him. I don't see it being a fuss from him. His supporters probably, yeah. His true true to bone like supporters. Also, you yeah. also gotta factor from that, him, that no. Joe Biden doesn't stand on you. He has nothing to stand on, you know? He talks about like defund like when he's on CNN or when he talks to like about like uh, leftist organizations he talks about defunding police departments but then when trump asks him a question during the debate he's the debates he says he's not going to defund the police you know when he's on cnn he talks about banning fracking and then when trump asks him a question he says we're not going to ban fracking so joe biden doesn't stand for anything you don't know what you're getting with a guy like joe biden and that should scare you more than anybody else and then here's the other thing too man with, with these riots a lot of these like left lefty groups that are rioting they have valid reasons to write about like climate change is an issue man like our environment uh and, and then the future of our planet from an environmental standpoint in terms of like us having clean water and sustainable food that's in jeopardy dude that's scary we gotta fix that um and if joe biden um and then student debt that shit's out of control and then healthcare, if like these are like the real issues that people who are on the left need to be uh focused on you know, and that's what somebody like a Bernie Sanders was was very adamant about campaigning for. And so if um, Joe Biden doesn't address those issues and do those and address them meaningfully, which he won't because he's getting financed by oil companies and private healthcare companies and he's being endorsed um, heavily by George Bush neocon Republicans who are supporting us to go to war in Iraq and whatnot. Um, you're going to see more, you're going to see a lot of unrest from these very, uh, liberal left leaning types of groups. And then you're also going to see four years from now, a lot of apathy from the democratic party, because they're going to see that their candidate didn't do anything to actually help them. And then it's going to pave the way for a real fascist to come in and, um, usurp Biden in 2024. And that is that is what people need to really be worried about. I talked about this with Blake on my podcast. Like that was one of the things I was like very adamant about. Yeah, I yeah, the, I I enjoyed Blake's podcast, and I I mean, I didn't want to. That's I think another tangent to go down. But you know the did you listen to the first Snowden podcast with Rogan? No, I wasn't a part of it. Okay, so he talks about how even though we elect presidents into office, right? What's really happening? is we're electing presidents into a commanding role of a bunch of people that have been in their positions for some time. So think of it as like you're basically hiring a manager to come into a store or into a business or an office that's already got employees that have been there for years, right? Yeah. And what you're doing is you're put in charge to lead to things and certain things lead and, or I mean, certain things you make decisions on based off of the feedback you get from these people, right? Because they're the professionals. They've been in the, these positions for quite some time. And, you know, you, you bring in people that are going to fill your, your administration or you're going to appoint these people into positions and they're going to help you solve this big problem, right? 
Yeah. Regardless of who we get, a Biden or a Trump, is there a concern that we're going to be lumped into this weird, distorted version of what we have now, regardless of who's in that position? Because again, ultimately what you're doing is you're just falling in line with trends and, and, you know, in different, you're, you're falling in order of a different machine that's already got something in the process, right? Yeah. You're there to be able to have the emphasis and the call. You make the call at the end of the day, but really you're dealing with this side or that side on issues of this side or that side on issues. It's very rare that you see a complete deconstruct and restructure of these different issues and these different categories and reforms of systems and stuff, right? Listen, listen. Donald Trump is not the solution to our problems and he's not even close to it. But with Donald Trump, there is a greater call for universal activism to come up with a solution. And Donald Trump being president is also like a, um, it's a point to be made in terms of, really pointing out what's wrong with everything and and it can be a rallying cry to fix things because all you have to say is hey man look who the president is we need mm-hmm. to fix things because look who the president is. We need to. This is why we need to be extra involved. Where we found because look who the president. Look yes. who the president is. Yes. We really need to be involved in our communities because yes. of that. Like where we found ourselves quite some time ago, going, "Hey, yeah. we're left with A and B. These are our two options." Okay, well, why this is, is why we need to be more involved locally. Look who the president is, and when there's a precedent on social media where it's okay to criticize one president. Um, and it's encouraged to criticize one president, but it's like super discouraged and frowned upon to criticize the opposing president. You have to vote for the president and support the president who it's okay to criticize because that's what America is about. We'll wrap it up on that. Let's wrap it up on that. Brad. I like it, man. I like it. Thank you for coming on again. Of course. I'm glad uh, you're I really had to pee so badly, but that's you have good. no idea. Where, they, where can they find you in the podcast quick before okay, so we wrap we, it up? We, we, I have this new podcast because we have so much unrest and there's so many problems that we have like locally, nationally, with regard to how we're handling, ha- handling COVID, um, the, the the racial justice protests, how we can like bridge the gap meaningfully. Like We're so divided amongst one, one another, and, and it's been exacerbated through people staying at home arguing arguing with each other through a screen. So I have this podcast where Preach. I'm trying to talk to um, different people of different um, political backgrounds, different beliefs, and it's a very back-and-forth conversation like we were having on this podcast. The only difference is we're on a pedicab. We're next to each other. We're in yeah. person. It's visualized. It's videotaped. And we just want to bring multiple perspectives together to bridge the gap and realize that we have a lot. people have a lot more in common than they do differences. And um, we need to really have meaningful, um, productive discussions with each other in order to help... Um, preserve and improve specifically improve the system that we have because what we have is great but COVID has shown that we need to tweak it a little bit and we need to tweak it now because this new solution that could replace what we have could be a lot worse and we don't want that to happen beautiful I feel that and where can they find that at Um, so my Instagram is at the Alex Stranger Twitter is at the Alex Stranger my YouTube is at youtube.com slash Alex Stranger S-T-R-E-N G E R. That's my last name. So A L E X S T R E N G E R. Alexanderstringer.com is no longer a thing. Or I mean, and look, the that? the website's still up, uh, and and if you want to look at that website and see um, how our what our city should be doing. Great to ideas. Address, Great yeah, ideas. Yeah, to address what we're going through, Great you topics. should go on the website and see what what our city should be doing. 
But that being said, if you like these ideas and you live in District 2, if you live in Southeast Austin, if you live in 78744, parts of 78748, 78745, uh, parts of Del Valley, you need to take, you need to, um, take that information. And if you like the, these ideas, you need to cast your vote for Casey Ramos because that's the best way that these ideas will get implemented. Casey Ramos, baby. Getting the Casey support. Casey Ramos. Getting the support and, uh, and endorsement from Alex Strenger. Uh, hey, take mine too, Comcast Podcast. You uh, you sent me his info, uh, and you know I think that he. It's unfortunate that you can't get more than one, more than one. Uh, you know, get it like a team in there because I feel like these ideas. He he has ideas like you did, man, and you know I think that when those ideas come together, it's what it's what also, we see dude, what you're one, trying to one get. One last thing: there's some prop items. There's Project Connect. There's Prop A. Vote no on Prop A. You do not want a twenty-five percent tax increase in the middle in the middle of a pandemic, especially when train ridership has been dropping and it's going to continue. Nobody dropping. wrote that shit to begin with. Nobody wrote that shit to begin yeah, with. We don't yeah. need three other lines. Yeah, you don't need it. All right, Peace. we got to get that out there later. Later.